Congratulations, your morning just got a bit classier. A media legend, a ferocious linebacker, a clueless producer, and you. Searching for a replacement window online? Visit windownation.com today. So raise a glass and act accordingly. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. All right, let's do it live on a Tuesday edition of the program. How you live at threes? Oh, living the dream, brother. You know, it's always fun trying to get back into your morning lift routine um, after vacation. Yeah. That's always enjoyable. Um, Any injuries? Yeah, besides that, you know, no, no injuries. No, no, I'm. I got to warm up. You got to warm up, man. You can't can't just be going cold turkey and do a full blowout sesh like you did. You know, and just next to you get your back messed up. That's how that happens, you know. You I feel like we're rounding the corner. Um, you know, we're getting back. You know, I, I mean, there's no pain, so we're, we're you know that's a win. We still have a little bit of tingling in the left leg that you know, is natural, according to the people that I've spoken to. So, um, so that's all right. So we're getting there, um, and I'm hoping to resume uh, regular activities like you know hitting a golf ball 60 yards. I mean, that's what we're hoping to do. You know, at some point. So we we've turned the corner. I feel like we're turning a corner. It's been a long turn. Like, have you ever seen like one of those barges make a ninety degree turn, like in a in sharp yeah. quarters? You ever seen that? Yeah. That's what the, that's what this. Yeah, feels you're trying like. to go through that's that kind canal. Of you got you got stuck in the canal yep. is what happened. Canal that's you. It. You're the ship. Oh boy, yep. did I? You're you're stuck. You you run you run aground. You're out of operation. You need everyone mm-hmm. to kind of come over and help get you out. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah, that's you right. know what? I haven't asked you. Is that like your pool has to be completed sure. now, right? The outdoor project. I mean, I've been gone for a week. It has to be done. I had no? a, um, you know, I was having Sore a good subject? morning. So having a pretty good morning, um, and uh, and then you do that to me, and you know, we're supposed to be friends, you know. Um, I you thought know, it'd be done by partners, now. and then you, I got a, I got a, a gaping wound, and you just take a, a bunch of salt, kick my dog while you're here. No, I'm look, the dog sometimes. I don't <laughs> Sometimes you gotta, yeah. you know, I mean, you gotta apply the the alcohol to the wound and cl- clean it out, you know, and uh, it's gonna burn yeah. a little bit, but you got to get through it. I uh, does that. Meanwhile, ever, I've discovered that since we came home, go ahead. No, since we came yeah. home, um, Remy has been called chubby cheeks by Hayden, which is hilarious. But I'm also like, stop. <laughs> what was that so like? Now it's when like, the other girl, when you saw the other girls again, and then they see chubby chubby cheeks, which is comedy. Chubby like, cheeks. You, how hey, chubby cheeks. Like, no, hey, we're I'm like, like, oh yeah, I'm we like, remember you. Yeah, I miss Remelam. And she's, well, no, okay. So then she goes, oh hey, Remy, chubby cheeks. I'm like, no, stop, stop. But anyway, anyway, what were we gonna That's say? Fantastic. That was, I mean. Just legendary, legendary. Kids. No, you, what what reminded me of every single scene in every moon, every movie where there's a flesh wound, whether it's a knife or a bullet, every action movie with a flesh wound, it's a pretty consistent that there is a bottle of liquor with a cork. The cork is pulled yep. out of the man who's going to repair the wound with his teeth and spit aside. A drink of it is taken, and then it is poured on the wound. A gasping, searing scream, and then the either eradication of the bullet or the sewing of the wound commences. That's the process, right? Like in every single, mm. there's a lot of corked liquor in war zones. Apparently, yeah, that's all I can assume. Yeah. They also yeah. tear some piece of their that, shirt yeah. with their teeth and wrap that around. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's you true. That's the tourniquet. You're right. That's absolutely true. I mean, think about so it. Well, listen. When you every have when you have Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> As your general, 
who liked the bottle, according to history. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, you gotta. My question is. At what point? At what point does the level of alcohol get to be so pricey? I guess you're not really having pricey alcohol in the front, but like, what if you're a general, oh, no. you know, and you're like, hey, I got this bottle of Pappy, and now I got a bullet wound. Do I really pour the yeah. Pappy in here, or do I just take a swig of it? What do I do? When do you reach that threshold? Is my, my hunch? I guess is, probably you just don't care if you get in a bullet days, wound. You probably don't care at all. Yeah, you don't care. <laughs> no, I, and I think probably when you're at the you know the William Tecumseh Sherman level of running things, and you are annihilating the south you drink all the kentucky bourbon you want and you you may use it to mm. bathe and and not really care about what they're building mm-hmm. next you know what i mean my guess is you've kind of That's just right. take what you want and say well you idiot started right. this and i'm gonna finish it and i'm gonna drink all the good whiskey That's right. and you can be left with the swill that's that's probably how that worked. When you, gosh, it's good, good to be point. on the good on the right side of that. Yeah, um, I always liked uh, that. Was always a fun tease down there when I lived down there. Was well, you know, we won the war, so deal with it. Sorry, sorry, it went that no way doubt. for you. No yeah. doubt. Shame. Sorry, too bad for you. you. Know, sorry, I'm not sorry. Actually, yep. sorry, I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> it's good. we won. Winners. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, honestly. It's all going to have yeah. to go away. Should, Did you watch any of this last get a, night? I should just get a Blue Jacket jersey, by the way. I'm going to get a Blue Jackets jersey and just uh-huh. put winner on the back. Just winner. Just to remind. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Blue coats, we what won. What would be... Just winner. Hold on just a second. You got me thinking about something here. I'm trying to think. Like, if you did... When did Sherman's March to the Sea commence? Mm-hmm. I'm looking You're at the history date, aren't you? Yeah, I, mean, I know. I'm here just so 1864. I couldn't remember if it was 63 or 64. So it's from November. Okay, so if you got a, you get the Union blue. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 one off uniform, the Union blue, the mm-hmm. alternate, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You get that with a 64, and W period T period Sherman on the back. <laughs> Tell me that's not ridiculous. <laughs> What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? How great oh, is that? That's amazing. That's wear amazing. That, wear that on thirty A. Did I just give Bob an idea? Oh, is he going to have that in an hour? I think you did. Of course you did. W T Sherman. You kidding me? Or with the cannon on the front. It just yeah. Go what? Is Bob's going to get like homage to make that a custom tank, though. He can't, you know, Bob. I mean, a long sleeve sweater, a little hockey sweater. <laughs> well, no, sweater. but what about? There's no way you're covering up that much bod of Bobby's. No well, way. Well, that's true. It's Even like around estate. the fire at you night. Kidding me, maybe? Bo? How are you going to cover up these veins? What are you talking about? His what do you mean fire at night? I don't need a long sleeve. That's what the fire's for. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I mean, that's about? it. That might be. I'm not a huge custom uniform guy, but that might be what's needed. W period T period Sherman. 64. That might be it. Mm. That might be what's needed. That's fantastic. Um, all right. So did you watch any of this last night? Did you watch any of the sports? Did you find yourself pulled to it? For the first time in a while, I was. Um, and I watched the end of the – I watched the start of Montreal, Vegas, and Jody, by the way, nailed it. Went exactly yep. as as he yep. said. I didn't even consider that. Yeah, small forwards. Yeah. yeah. Did you consider um, that? Small that that Montreal like had been in no. in lockdown for 15 months. I mean, I didn't even no. thought about. And then they're unleashed in Vegas. No, no. I mean, so much to do and see when we haven't seen anything uh, in, in forever. Um, yeah, I, look, it, it's obviously Vegas jumped on them here, and and they're just more physical as well. But you, you wonder if Montreal. It's, it's hard in game ones of new series sometimes because look, these teams haven't even. 
Montreal hasn't played. They, they haven't played each other. Like, obviously, with the way the divisions were spread, so there's going to be a little feeling out period. Um, yeah. But how great does that scene look? At Vegas, I mean, they got a yeah. for being a team that it's and it's all entertainment. It's an entertainment capital, sure. so obviously it's there's a whole lot to do there. But for being so young, it's kind of it's hard for me because I want them to lose. But I'm like, from a lot of guys that I've talked to, they say by far that's one of the funnest places to play, just because of the pomp and circumstance and all the effects that they got going on pregame and stuff. They did everything. I mean, they did everything right, and then they got a winner right away. I mean, you play mm-hmm. for the cup year one, so how do you even? Yep. You know, how do, what a head start. I mean, we've, there's no precedent no for that in North American sports. Yep. Expansion team, play for a championship year one. I mean, we've had team move. We talked about Oklahoma City moving and ready-made from Seattle to OKC and three superstars, young kids on the roster you can watch. That helps. Um, you know, the Rams weren't far off from L.A. to St. Louis. It didn't take them long. No, no. What they move, 94-5 um, and were... Well, no, it was Lawrence Phillips. It really was. Yeah, it was a few years, but relatively quickly. But they weren't great right away. Um, no. You know, but there's not a whole lot of precedent for that, for, for move and be great. No. Or, no and certainly not. none for expand and be great. Yeah. No, there's not. Um, but, you know, it, it's you wonder about the Kraken now. Obviously, that's the next one, the next wave to see if the Kraken are – a team that is going to be gifted all of that. I, I I thought when we asked Jody about this a little while ago, I thought it was it was pretty spot on, which he always is. But yeah. it's he said that he thinks that the teams also are way better prepared for this this next yeah. time around, and I think that makes a huge difference. I do, yeah, um, because it, you know the first time every time you have an expansion team, it had been so long since an an expansion team had kind of come into the league, and so. Teams are now understanding. Okay, well, how do we how do we protect our rosters a little better yeah. as well? And then hopefully the league doesn't, you know, make the rules as such. And I'm I'm ignorant to it. You know, I'm going to admit that I'm ignorant to the way they're going to do things this time around. But um, you hope that they don't prop them up. It's hard. Like I, you'd want them to propped up to succeed. But Stanley Cup should not be in the. You know, like by succeeding like yeah. 500, maybe a little over. Um, Sure, let, let them have a team that can flirt with the playoffs maybe because you want them to get the market captivated and keep it. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I just You don't want them to go right to the Stanley Cup. However, maybe it's just jealousy because I would have loved it if they gave the Columbus that team. You know, hey, this is, here you go, Columbus. Yeah. Here's the Stanley Cup team. Now you got a run. Now you got the juice of the city. We've been talking about a damn run needing to captivate this place um, <laughs> for forever. Yeah. So. It's uh, maybe it's a little bitterness too on my end. Well, and you, you want to add to it? I mean, every time I watch Wild Bill Carlson out there, and I think, well, he was our guy. Yeah, we had him. Yeah, you know? no doubt. Year one in expansion for them, he bangs in forty three goals. Yeah, you know, like geez, previous two years combined with us, he had fifteen. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's all of that stuff stings a little bit. Um, I watched a little of the NBA in addition. I watched the end of the Atlanta Philly game. Trey Young is so fun to watch. He's just, he floats around, um, the game, his game fits the NBA game, and they beat Philly. Joel Embiid went 0 of 12, was banged up. I think Philly could be in real trouble here, and this East could be a real debacle for if, if all of a sudden, I mean, I, I suppose it would be good, but if it's Atlanta, Milwaukee, mm. I mean, I, you know, Trey can move the needle, I think, a little bit. 
Yeah. He really can. He's really fun to watch. And they've now even that series up. You got a game five between the Nets and the Bucks tonight. No no Kyrie Irving, no James Harden, so it'll be Durant on an island, so you'll see what it's like again to be what LeBron was a few times when he's tried to make these runs. Um, but this thing is wide open, and then out west, the Clippers uh, even it up with Utah. Pretty dominant fashion. They were. I watched the very beginning of that and then and then bailed, but uh, progressing nicely on those fronts. I, I think the from the NHL standpoint, though, this Vegas thing is is really interesting, and you're right. I remember Jody saying that. Look, they the league is smarter, but also they paid what they paid for that franchise, and that there was almost I almost got the sense that the league was like, well, we'll make sure that this is worth it for you. Yeah, kind of seems yeah. like what they did. Yeah, so that's what it seems. Yeah, like. yeah, certainly does. Um, I can tell you that we we do have four workers out here today. So you do progressing. There we go. We they had didn't four drive now past. for five days. So no, they stopped. Thank God they stopped. Um, yeah. So we actually had one of the uh, one of the project managers was out here yesterday to take pictures of the project, their website, and I used that time who, uh, to have a little talk about where we are on things. So uh, <laughs> that's we'll see if we get a little something. That's always fun. Oh well, you know what happened was you know what? Is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you can take pictures. How's about you send six guys tomorrow? And yeah. then can we do pictures? Does that yeah. work? Don't you love then we that? Can do some pictures. You yeah. know what? I mean, don't you love that? The best the best thing I got for that before though is when we um had our house in St. Louis, we finished our basement and one of the people that did the um one of the people that did the the stonework in the house mm-hmm. was like, Hey, we're gonna give you this laser etched Ohio State logo bench of like okay. pure stone okay. to uh in order to take photos. So I was like, Yeah. Of course, it's a pretty good. The gift. problem is, yeah. the problem is, I've moved twice since then, and creating that thing and moving it along has been probably more expensive. I probably paid for it, and it's weight. To be honest, I probably paid a little heavy to ship. So now, the, so now the free gift has now been this jokes on me because I've moved not, it from. Put... It's it's awful. I should have just. That's la- not I going just like... left it. I should have just left it in. No, in yeah, Nashville. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna. You, that doesn't fit in the in the one fit one fits all box at the U.S. Postal Service. Just put it in the box. Oh my gosh, Bo! Let me tell you, it. I can't move the bench that you know that sits oh, parallel it's pure to the stone? ground. Yes, it's it's two pieces oh of stone God. that sit vertically in the landscaping, oh, and then the, the heavy like there's no screws or anything to it because it's so damn heavy you can't push it over. So oh I can't gosh. lift it the main bench part by myself. I can barely lift one of the legs, and so it requires <laughs> a fully blown up tires. Oh boy. Of uh, you know, Dolly to get it around. That's what we are doing, and then it takes probably three or four dudes. Like, I maybe Ballard can help me, but I can't. I got need somebody else on my side. Ballard can handle the other side. Yeah, he could press it above his head. I'm sure. Probably. Um, Yeah, with his fitness regimen. Um, I heard the most fascinating thing yesterday. Kind of blew my mind on a guy who is pretty dialed in when it comes to the NFL in regard to Aaron Rodgers. We will get to that story. Uh, we hit program, what are we at? 14 today? 14 today. Wisconsin Badgers. We will hit them. It is Brown's mini camp day. We have Jake Trotter joining us here in about 15 minutes on that front. Uh, so a lot to get to. Fun program for you here on a Tuesday off and running. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. The only workplace in America to participate in the doorknob fart game. And we also play office basketball and sometimes do radio. The fan, Ohio sports destination. Their favorite sport is berating their producer. You just sat there for 10 minutes. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. And if you need a new vehicle, used vehicle, 
doesn't matter. You need to head over to Jermaine Toyota of Columbus, DeLacy, and his staff. They will make sure that your car buying experience goes as smooth as possible. 200-plus used cars on the lot. They will find something that fits you, and if they don't, they will search for you and get it delivered just for you. So do what I did. Go see my good friend Buddy over at Jermaine Toyota. They're at 5711 Scarborough Boulevard or online, germaintoyota.net. So yesterday I was talking to Benjamin Albright, who is um, NFL insider out of Denver and now does a, a Denver show. <laughs> name drop and over here with Jeff Rimmer, but it's all right. It's really not fine. Is, is Ben Albright a name drop? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> I guess so. Like, is he verified? Know, like, is he blue check, Mark? Yeah, he's blue check. Okay, well I mean, then, I, yeah. Know, I'm not saying I'm is. talking to Manning. You know, it's not like me and Peyton are talking. <laughs> Just a guy covering a team. Um, but anyway, so I was talking to him, and dude, he said something that blew my mind. He said he would put it 60-40 that not only this, – this is how specific it was. 60% chance that Aaron Rodgers is with the Denver Broncos in a month. Oh, 60. 60. I'm taking all your cash to the bank. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to go put money on and that then. He was, he's pretty dialed in on yeah. Denver, and he's pretty dialed in around the league. And he said all the momentum's pointing to that. And then I started, after I got done talking to him, I, I thought, I started to do the math, and you had the, con, the you know, what uh, Murphy said over the weekend about, what do he say, he's a curious fellow, or whatever he said about Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, um, anyway. Just a, a weird, thing. stupid thing to say, unless, unless you're trying to divorce yourself from him. And then I had heard that there are some, even Packers fans, who are like, you know what, we're good, get rid of him, we're fine. We're ready to move on, which it's hard for me to wrap my head around. But it wondered, made me think, is there a, like a PR movement to push him out to make it more, to make the fan base more open to a trade? Yes. Yes, because Seems you can like tell it. with the, the comments. Oh, this situation right. is dividing Packers Nation as if it's Aaron's mm-hmm. problem. You know, it's mm-hmm. not us, but. Guys, look, he's under contract. He doesn't want to be here, so this is dividing us. It's dividing our fan base. You know what we've always been really good at? We've stayed together. We have such a good fan base. And look at this guy. You know, this guy from California dividing us. I mean, what is this? You can already sense right? it. It's amazing what the what the um, the leaks are that come out of these camps. I mean, I'm down in Boro. Or not Boro. Gosh, my goodness. That would have been a miserable flight. Um, that would have been a long flight. Turks, I'm down in Turks. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And I'm down in Turks, and I'm watching, you know, get up one morning, having a nice little cup of coffee. And coffee's always better there, isn't it? Just, yeah, I bet the coffee is better, really better anywhere. You know, yeah. when you have a kid that's crying all night, coffee's just gold. <laughs> it's pure gold. Um, so hey, I'm watching, and it says Jordan Love looks good on day two. I'm like, oh, oh that's gosh. the other thing. I'm like, that's right. Man, that's wow. What a what a headline. Um, and then what I thought was interesting is the subtle headlines. I don't know if you noticed this out of New York. And I just I thought of you down there because there was something about like Zach Wilson, like the best way to get better is to overcome adversity. Translation, he had a rough day. He had a yep. really rough day. And yep. you know what? You can only get better, which means he's through stunk. the struggle. The trans yep. yeah. And so I was like, Man, I thought of you because I'm like, I believe Bo had that. Now we'll see if he'll recover. It's just an OTA. Maybe. But you can read between the lines on these things. Because coaches, yep. like for instance, if you have a couple bad days in a row and they want to get a message across to you, you know, you don't go out there and say, well, he's stuck. Well, you know what? He, he's got to improve. He's got a lot to improve on, you know, but we've seen yeah. some good things. Translation, he's shown glimpses. He does fine yeah. in some individual drills. The talent's there, but he's got to pick it up a little bit. Yeah. I, I th- so the, the Denver give back on this 
would, be, would be two ones. Fine. Okay. You know, end of the first round. Fine. Yeah. Two ones. Yeah. Probably Bradley Chubb. Okay. Maybe Draymond Jones. And probably an offensive position player not on their top line. So not Judy or fin- or uh, Sutton or Hamler or Fant. Not that level. And then maybe Bridgewater. Mm. That That would be kind of the package going to Green Bay. And if that happens, then Denver, then the AFC is a meat grinder, even yeah. more than it already was. Yeah. And I think that you could say very, you're talking about Kansas City, Denver, Cleveland, Buffalo, Baltimore, Tennessee. Oh, but God. certainly the first four, you could say, I can absolutely see them winning a Super Bowl. Mm. Can you imagine a final four? Of, of that Browns team, that Bills team, Denver with Rodgers and Mahomes all in the AFC? Mm. Mm. Denver's Dang. the spot, man. They have If you put him on there with all that talent? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I I think that would <sighs> You give up anything, by the way. Which, here's what's weird. So Chubb and and Draymond and all these guys mm-hmm. that you're going to give I'm not sure that's where they need help. Rashawn Gary has emerged nicely. Remember they have Zadarius yeah. Smith and Preston Smith. Do you think the end is where they – I mean, obviously you can't have I don't. pass rushers. But if you're them, you're thinking – I don't even know how your, your, your philosophy changes. You've needed a weapon for Aaron Rodgers that – I mean, gosh, you would need more weapons for Jordan Love. Right. Because Aaron made these guys look even better. Right. What's fascinating to me is what's the trickle down of this? What's Devonte Adams, you know, think if sure Aaron does get dealt? Does he well, now he, hold he, out? He, he made comments over the weekend, like he was at camp and he said, "Look, I came from wherever college he came from. He said I need to get mine. Like I'm not giving any money away. Yeah, like he was pretty adamant about. Look, you can you can take a pious stance if I'm sitting out OTA or mandatory. Not me. I, I'm yeah. going to get my money. I'll be here. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So right. You know, you get everybody comes from different circumstances, but oh, yeah. I, I thought it was a bombshell, and not sixty percent you get traded, but sixty percent you get traded to Denver. And Albright isn't one for hyperbole, so I, right. I certainly took note of that. Yeah. Um, no lack of hyperbole around the Cleveland Browns. I think much of it is deserved. They will have mandatory minicamp today up in Cleveland. Jake Trotter will be there. He'll join us next with a preview. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. All Buckeyes. All Buckeyes. All the time. The Buckeye Show. Weeknights at 6. Your flagship home for Ohio State Athletics. The Fan. Ohio's sports destination. It's Bishop and Laurinaitis's What's Up. What's up, man? Sponsored by your Central Ohio Honda dealers. All right, here's what's up on a Tuesday mandatory minicamp in Berea up in Cleveland for the Browns. And it seems like everybody could be there. And for some perspective, we are joined by a guy who I know will be there, who's the best in the business. He's our great friend, Jake Trotter. Covers the Browns for ESPN. Before we get into who will be and who will not be, can you explain for the people down here in Columbus, Jake, um, what you saw Saturday? This was a celebrity softball game. Um, the tailgating started several hours before. I'd never seen anything quite like it. Yeah, it's almost like you're going to uh, an Indian. We lose Jake there. Gosh, I didn't know uh, if we lost Jake. Let's even get Jake lost back. me. I was like, "What? Hello? I didn't know <laughs> what to is say." Anyone there? Am I here? We'll, Am we'll I here? Get Jake back Can on in a second. We we'll get Jake back on in a second. Um, 
that's there's a big reason to believe that everyone will be there because everyone was at this softball thing that Jarvis put on, um, and the fans were there as well. And some really would you be disappointed if that's the case? Like these guys flew in for the softball game and then bounced. I don't care because I don't think it (laughs) matters too much. No, (laughs) but I'll tell you. I think if you're, I would say that if you are Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Barry, um, you'd be like, oh, come on, you know, I know. My my feeling is this is not pay attention to the scores, but my feeling is that that there has been conversation about hey, J.C. Treader's the president of the NFLPA. He can't, you know, we can't show him up, so right. we'll stay away from OTAs. Offensive side will, right? Um, with the understanding that mandatory minicamp, it's two days, two and a half. Yeah. Let's let's be here for that. That's yeah. that's my hunch on on how this will it will go, and so I do think that they will have. A pretty good participation number. My hunch is, and we'll ask Jake this when we get him back. My hunch is the. I mean, if you think about who potentially wouldn't be there, the only one I could think of maybe is Clowney, just because yeah. he doesn't ever do this. He's not about um, that. <laughs> yeah, but he he could be the only one. So we do have uh, we have Jake back now. Go ahead, Jake. Sorry, we lost you. Yeah, I was going to say it was like going to an Indians game, Bo. I mean, there were several thousand people there. You know, it's not that big of a, a ballpark. And I mean, when I first walked in, there were dozens of cars with people tailgating like hours before the game started. So it was an electric atmosphere for a celebrity softball game, uh, to be sure. Browns fans are very excited uh, for the football season. And, and if it was like that Saturday uh, for a softball game, I can't imagine what it's going to be like uh, for the home opener in September. Yeah, Jake, uh, Bo and I were just talking. He, you know, He was basically saying, look, for all those guys to be there, it gives you a pretty good idea that you're going to have a really good attendance at minicamp. And I was just saying, how would you feel, Jake, personally, and how do you think the front office would feel? Bo and I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. But how would you feel if certain players were like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm not going to minicamp. And you're like, wait a second, you were just here. You are just in town for the softball game. Where'd you go? Do you think that would be any newsworthy story or do you think that you know it's mini camp we're here let's take care of it for two or three days and let's let's get ready for the season yeah i mean i think it'd be very notable if some of the guys that were at the softball game were uh conspicuously not at mini camp today or this week and i mean i don't expect that to be the case at all and i I think that they kind of scheduled everything around the idea that these guys would be flying in maybe a day or two early uh, to get ready for minicamp uh, this week. So, I mean, at least in terms of the notable, you know, players, I mean, you had Baker, you had Odell, you had Miles, you had obviously Jarvis. I mean, uh, a lot of the key guys were at the softball game. Um, I, I don't expect to see, you know, any uh, uh, omissions from or absences from minicamp uh, this week. So I, I think they're going to have uh, their team mostly in tenant after kind of a sparse but expected, uh, you know, sparse showing during the OTAs. Yeah, and Jake, I've, I've hypothesized on this show about that. I, I have a feeling that there was kind of a wink, wink, nod, nod. Look, JC's the president of the NFLPA. Like, we're not going to show him up, you know, especially the offensive side of the ball. So the defense was there last week. Much of the defense was, not all, but much. And with kind of the agreement, like, hey, we'll be here for mandatory. And, and I'm with you. I think they'll have most everybody. Clowney is the only one that I think we're kind of waiting on a little bit. Where will your eyes go first today when you see what is – should be pretty close to a full complement of a Browns team. Yeah, the first thing I'm going to be looking for is Odell Beckham Jr. And I don't know, you know, how much they're going to do with him. You know, he's not um, 
you know, he, he, he looks great in his workout videos, right? But, you know, some of the injured guys, at least at OTAs, I mean, they're very careful with, understandably so. You know, Grant Delpit, uh, you know, Greedy Williams. I mean, those guys weren't doing a whole lot uh, when they were at OTAs. So I, I think it'll just be interesting, you know, if he catches some passes and, and some individual drills. I uh, just want to see how the knee looks and, you know, the, the explosiveness, if he shows any. Um, you know, I might not be watching for very long if he's not doing much, but that will be the first yeah. thing I look to today. Jake, I mean, Bo and I were saying, and any, do you think Clowney's the one guy that might not be there? He tends to, he's not about that off-season life, it seems like. Do you, <laughs> what's weird, though, is that I would think, now I'm not, I'm not him, obviously, but if I was changing over from to a new team, I would think, you know what, I'm coming in for the celebrity thing. I don't know these guys. I'm trying to spend some time around them, get to know some of them. Um, does that make a difference in wins and losses? Probably not, but it makes me more comfortable in the locker room. Uh, do, you, do you expect Jadavion to be there at all, or do you think that he's going to continue his uh, I'll show up in training camp <laughs> type of philosophy? Well, I mean, it is a mandatory minicamp, despite the, the NFLPA's move to uh, do away with, with off-season workouts, which I think they were largely successful in when it comes to OTAs, which will kind of set the foundation for that going forward. So, I mean, it, it will be notable if he's not there, unlike OTAs. I, I don't know what to expect. I don't really have a good sense of, um, you know, what, what what is in his mind right now. I mean, you know, he didn't have a good year last year. Let's be yeah. honest. I mean, uh, you know, you know, the sack number stands out, injured again. I mean, you know, this is a guy that's like one, one or two – you know, injury-filled, mediocre seasons away from, you know, I think having a hard time being a starter in the league. So uh, this is a huge season for him. I mean, nobody's denying the talent. Obviously, you know, Andrew Barry has had his eye on him for a, a long time now, you know, trying to land him last offseason. Uh, and they, they need him. You know, they, they need him to be a big-time player because when you look at the defensive line, you know, outside Miles Garrett, you know, there's not a lot proven there, right? I mean – you know, who else, you know, can you really count on to be a difference maker, uh, you know, just based on uh, consistency and pass production and experience? I mean, he's the guy they really need uh, to be an impact player for them. And, you know, if he's the guy that, that he was in Tennessee last year, you know, that's going to hurt the rest of the defense. So um, I guess we'll find out today. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it would be a great start if he were, you know, just a, a no-show this week. Jake, it's it's amazing what they did um, in the secondary, which last year was obviously one of the weaknesses of the team. And Joe Woods said earlier in spring that they played about 17 snaps, 16, 17 snaps in dime last year. And when he was in Denver playing the way he wanted to defensively, it was well over 400, almost 500 snaps in dime. So what did they do? They get they get John Johnson. Uh, they get Troy Hill. They get Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. So now all of a sudden you've got a bunch of guys who have similar body types who are kind of interchangeable. This defense went from a year ago being one that kind of had to play a certain way to survive to one that can play exactly the way Joe Woods wants. Do you anticipate seeing some of that? And will you be curious to see, for example, the position battles at linebacker and defensive tackle, and I know that's different from secondary, but they're going to be fascinating. And at linebacker, I'm very curious to see how he deploys. What does Delpit look like on the back end of that secondary? They still have Sheldrick Redwine there, too, in addition to Harrison and John Johnson. How Are you curious to see how he deploys that defense? Yeah, a little bit. And there, there's no question to what you're talking about. And not only do, do they have the versatility, you know, guys like Delpit and Johnson and uh, you know, you go down the list, uh, you know, JOK, 
the guys that can do a lot of different things that can move around to different spots on the field, but they have the depth now. And you saw last year, I mean, when they had an injury in the secondary, it was like a disaster, particularly with Sinzel Ward. You know, they just didn't really have anybody to plug in. And, uh, you know, there were times last year where they really struggled uh, defensively, even with somebody like Miles Garrett up front. So I I think it's not just the versatility um, and and the the, the numbers that are going to give Woods the opportunity to play the base defense he wants to play, whether that's nickel or dime, you know, more often. But also, too, if they lose a guy, you know, if they lose a, you know, greedy Williams to an injury, well, now you've got Newsom that you can bring yeah. in, your first-round draft pick this year. I mean, you know, you, you, you lose somebody like Delpit, you know, at safety. Well, I mean, you've got bodies now that, that you feel pretty good about. So I just think that not only the, the talent upgrade and the, the, the scheme fit of the guys they signed, but just the number of guys that they've brought in in the secondary at a, you know, at a quality level, I think is going to give them the kind of depth they're going to need to get through a 17-game season. Jake, I'm just wondering what, what, how different does this feel for you this this summer? I mean, the past five years or whatever with the Browns, you've had this feeling of mini camp OTAs. It's a bunch of there's still some what if questions. We've talked about a lot of them, the personnel, defensively, all of that. But I just have a different vibe about this team to where it'll be nice to have everyone there and see faces again for two practices. But it's the first time I can remember for the Browns where you're like. Damn it! Let's get the fall. Like, let's go. Like this mini camp stuff, the off season. We've had enough of winning the off seasons and speculation and all that as a Browns fan. But let's get to the actual season because of how talented this roster is. It's got to feel different for you covering the team. Yeah, I think it's a combination, you know, of a couple different factors. You know, number one, continuity. I mean, from the front office to the coaching staff and to the players. I mean, I know they they made some moves this off season, but the core guys you know, the core of this team is is back for a, you know, second, third, fourth, you know, fifth season. The Miles Garretts, the Baker Mayfields, um, you know, even Odell has been here, you know, for a while now. So they have a lot of continuity. So when you go, you know, you, you're out there this week, um, you, you, you know, the, the there's not a bunch of new faces, you know, whether it be promising but probably not ready rookies or, um, you know, a big trade, you know, how a, a guy's going to fit in. So there's, there's a lot of continuity, which I think is different than at any other point here in Cleveland, like what, since the 80s, basically. Yeah. And then, then I think, you know, on top of that, you know, this team just seems, I think, ready to meet the expectation. Whereas, like, in, in 2019, you know, when there was a lot of hype with this team after the Odell trade and, and Baker's, you know, great rookie season – um, you know, there was a lot of hype, but I don't think that they were ready for it, and they didn't quite have the continuity to fall back on. Uh, to me, that, that that's another reason why this feels a little bit different and why, you know, this is, um, you know, while, while it's exciting, I don't think we're going to learn a whole lot this week uh, because this team is kind of already a little bit battle-tested, and, you know, they're going to be defined by how they do, you know, during the season and potentially, you know, hopefully for Brown fans, the playoffs as well. Not, not a big push. You know, in the past, when you have a rookie quarterback, um, you know, there's a lot more interest in what happens in these, you know, these exhibition practices. Absolutely. So you're the best, buddy. Appreciate you today. Thanks for the time. Thanks, folks. See you guys. All right. That's our great friend Jake Trotter. Covers the Browns for ESPN. A couple more thoughts on that, including 
when you are established, what what needs to happen in these two days? And if there is a question, I think there's only one. We'll get to that coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Winners of the prestigious Platinum Microphone Award every year. Given to the best radio station in the world. Uh, no need to look it up. It's real. The Fan. First Fridays are a thing. Drinking bad bourbon is not a thing. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. And the fan is teaming up with 10TV for the Beat the Heat kickoff. Make sure Central Ohio's most vulnerable stay cool this summer. Drop by the Lowe's at 2345 Silver Drive near Historic Cruise Stadium to drop off a new box fan. Or go inside the store to purchase one to donate. It all goes down today, 10 to 6.30 p.m. For more info, head to 971thefan.com. There is, there is not a single question with this Browns team. There's none. With one caveat, and it's, it comes back to a word that we used all the time. It's one that we used last year to to describe the Browns, and it's trust. Mm. It's trust. Do you trust Baker Mayfield? That's yeah. really it. Do you believe in what you saw the last yeah. two-thirds of last season, yeah. which I, I don't know if people realize how good he was, but if you trust that, and if you trust that he can build off of that, then there are no questions right? because they don't have holes. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, there's a lot to that. Uh, now it's which Baker do you get? It, it's it's such a big swing, isn't it? Yes, like it is to me sure is. because you feel like you're man, you're right there. You are a Super Bowl contender if he is the answer, but that's a massive, massive if. if. I think he is, um, but the reality is if he's not. You're starting over at a position that you don't want to start over at, you know. So that's the that's the hard thing is you're right. Look, this is where it gets nervous. You and, and when you get nervous because you've seen it before with other teams, you've never experienced it as a Browns fan, but you've seen it before. Yeah. Are you in the Are you in the window? Right. Like, are you? I think in, they believe they are. Yes, I believe they are. Yeah. Um, but are you? You are in the window if the quarterback is right. If he's not right. Like Niners in the window, they went to the Super Bowl, and next thing you know, Kaepernick wants to go under center, mm-hmm. or not? He doesn't. Greg Roman wants him to go under center. Sound familiar? And yeah. then now, <laughs> then they're out of the, you know, then they're out of Window's there. Window's gone. Window's gone. And so, the it, the train in the NFL as an individual player, as a team, is you know, it's the bullet train in Japan. It is rolling, yeah. and when you're on it, sometimes you're in that window for a little while. There are very few franchises, i.e. New England Patriots, who are sitting cozy in that window for decades. Other than that, like it is going, and the thing that keeps you there is quarterback. So I'm not worried about all the fluff around Baker. Jarvis is nice. Odell's nice. These guys are all great players. The ground game, the O-line, all of it is elite. But, man, if you if you have that guy at quarterback... The rest of the roster, you can plug guys in. Jarvis, you know what? You're aging. Sorry, you got to go. You know what? Here's another guy. Boom. Sure. He's in. Running back. Oh, you know what? Sorry, we don't want to pay you either of you anymore. So here's our draft one in the fourth round. Boom. He's inserted. O line. If you got the QB right, that's fine. We've they've had the best O line. You've mentioned it with 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 Joe Thomas and all them. Great O line. Awesome. Oh yeah. Can't get anything done. Why no quarterback? So Schwartz and Mac. It's all QB. Those guys. Yeah. It's that is what I think is is the most important thing that. They'd have to have right. So if they have it right, Browns fans be excited. 
because you're in that window for a while. But if you're not, if you don't have it right, now you got a really talented roster and you're scratching your head saying, how the hell are we going to get a quarterback here? You know, it, that, that's the... The hard thing you, is, is... You just don't want to get there. I don't think no, they're there, but I'm saying, but you've seen teams be there before where yeah. they thought they had a guy. Jacksonville thought they had a guy in Blake Bortles. They were right up there, tooth and nail with the Patriots. Oh, whoo, we got our guy. Okay, did you? Okay. Right. Well, look at your former team. I mean, Jared Goff took a team to a Super Bowl. That's right. And put That's up right. numbers. Yeah. And he's gone. Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. So what they have to see is, is Baker that? And by the way, that would be incredible. Jared, you know, that would be awesome. Yeah. A quarter, a guy who could quarterback a team to a Super Bowl with a great team and a great offense around him and a great system. The problem for them is, if he's not, you're competing in a divi- in a conference that has Mahomes and Allen. Mm. And Deshaun probably in Miami at some point. Yeah. Like, do you, is he that guy? Is he a step below that? Which is fine. Right. He doesn't have to be Mahomes and he's not going to be Mahomes, but can he be a step below that? That's good enough yes, for is. you to be in windows with the right system and consistently be good and give it a run. But it's really, do you trust him to be the guy? It's, this is really, cause everything else is there. Yeah. You're running back the same offense. The talent is absurd on that team. I yeah. mean, they're going to cut NFL players at tackle and linebacker. Cut them. Not going to make yep. the team. Yep. So I don't know how they're going to decide which eight or nine offensive linemen make the team. I mean, it's just going to be crazy. Starts today uh, up in Cleveland with a two-day minicamp. All right. We continue our list of most interesting programs. Wisconsin up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. If you say something with confidence, then you can't be wrong. I, just, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. We continue our list of most interesting programs heading into 2021. And we've reached number 14 on the list. It is the Wisconsin Badgers. And we put them at 14. And is that, it's hard because they really aren't interesting in any way in terms of from the sense of they're not different year in, year out. Right. They're largely the same. They look right. the same. The yeah. uniforms look the same. They run yeah. the same offense. They run the same defense. Their offensive line is great. Their running backs are great. Um, they are who they are. They are who they are. Is there a, let me ask you this. Is there a brand in football that is more completely identifiable and unchanged over 20 years than Wisconsin? Mm. Them in Iowa. Right? I mean, them in Iowa have been the, the same. exact same. Northwestern maybe too. Yeah, Northwestern is a strong one too. Well, he's changed a little bit offensively though. They had the same coordinators for like fifteen years until like two years ago. Yeah, I guess that's so they've, true. Maybe they've changed, but they've had the same guys. Same doing dudes. It. Um, yeah, that's true. And he was a continuation, you know, the coaching staff. Right. But yeah. I man, I, I really think Wisconsin. I, I, it has to be Iowa or Wisconsin. Iowa's had the same coach. Wisconsin, at least, the amazing thing about Wisconsin is they've had different coaches come through there, and they've yet they've maintained the same. They've had four coaches. Because Barry Alvarez walks down right. there and says, don't you dare touch Don't you touch brand. it. This is who we don't are. Don't you mess up my brand. Don't you what stop I, like I started. <laughs> this is my This program. works, this, dummies. This is not we go Wisconsin. to the Rose Bowl this doing is, this. This is Alvarez like, University. Don't you get it. That's right. It's twisted. his. I think it's I think it's one of the you know we always say man's got to know his limitations. Wisconsin knows its limitations. Yeah. And Wisconsin is fierce 
and yeah. its protection of its spot. Yeah. I don't know that Wisconsin aspires to be more. Ideally, I'm sure they'd want to every once in a while. But I think they are absolutely hell-bent on never being less. Yeah. You will never see them fall into an Illinois swoon. No. No. Won't happen. No. Won't happen. Yeah. Yep. Because they have a system. Yep. And it's yep. a remarkable thing, what they've done. It really is. Um, the fact that they have won the Big Ten, the fact that they play in Rose Bowls, that they make that they're consistently in bowl games, that they play they play out of conference games against LSU at Lambeau. Right. Like they've done some really cool things. Their program, by definition of interesting, isn't. Right. So why do they make this list at fourteen? It's because of their quarterback. It's because yep. of Graham Mertz. Yep. And you called it. You had the game. And you we saw him, and he was the first quarterback that they had landed mm-hmm. that you say, okay, this kid might be a dude. Mm-hmm. Right? Since Russ. I mean, they had Russ for one year. So yeah. let's be fair. They had Russ for one year. Yeah. Um, but this is the first one that they've recruited. We'll be under their tutelage. We'll play in their system. We'll get three years to run it back, four potentially. Um, if he's not a pro, we'll see. But that's why they're interesting. Yeah. Because, and the other thing that they've done, and I think successfully, is they have pushed back any sort. Because we're doing this list last year, it's probably Minnesota. Right. In a non-COVID, Minnesota would be on this list. Right. They don't make our list this year. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they've pushed that back. Yep. They are – so Graham Mertz jumps on the scene, right, the game that I did, and then gets uh, COVID, and then he's out, and then he tries to come back mid-season, and you're like, well, you know, the whole thing is disrupted. As if it wasn't already disrupted to start, right? The whole – Yeah. The whole thing is. So he's not impressive after that, mm-hmm. but they've got their guy. And I think that when you look at him now, who can emerge? Like for me, when I start thinking about it, who can emerge at tailback? Is it going to be Jalen Berger, who's from Jersey, uh, who's a freshman last year, and he had some moments? But uh, the funny thing is, is that people expect. I think this is where people forget how truly special Jonathan Taylor was. The amount of people that just expect Wisconsin, like people have already written off Berger just because he's a freshman. Like, oh, I mean, he must not be that special because I mean, look yeah. what Jonathan did as a freshman. Guys, we, do you understand Jonathan Taylor's numbers? No, nobody does, pal. No, he would have been the all-time leading rusher in the history of college football had he stayed for his, his senior year. Yes. Like, the guy's numbers were insane. Mm-hmm. So, uh, people just don't understand what he did there. And I think that Wisconsin, in, in the past, has had guys who have become really talented running backs who were not that dude as freshmen. And so... There are guys. I mean, is it Berger? Maybe I think on the outside, uh, you know, there's a there's a young kid that they loved last year as a true freshman, Chimray DK, mm-hmm. who they they love um, out there as well. That's been one of their hiccups. Can Jake Ferguson at tight end, who seems like he's been there for 18 years, can he? Yeah. Um, Jack Sanborn at linebacker, who I love. Leo Chanel is a meatball who's who's very uh, entertaining to watch. So they have talent. Um, mm-hmm. They have a lot of talent. It's just. Are they going to be able to represent the West again? And I think they will. I do. I think that they could bounce back. Um, if you're ever going to put your money on a, a consistent just performer, 
you feel like Wisconsin's the one team in the Big Ten West. And it was funny because you're right, we we were we were rowing the boat, man. We were trying to make the rowing team, you know, for the Olympics coming up in Tokyo yep. with the the hype around Minnesota, and then it just it flamed out. And so where's the where's the momentum? They're not the only ones. Where's the momentum there? Where's the momentum at Purdue? Where's the momentum around the West? Yeah. It, well, it looks like it's back at Wisconsin. It looks like Iowa was always going to be consistent. It looks like Nebraska has just flamed up. It's it's amazing. There, it's not interesting because you almost can write them in right now in the West, but yeah. there's an interesting factor there, and it all goes back to Mertz. Because if he can be – you know they're going to have a very stingy defense. Coach Leonard stayed there instead of going to the Packers for crying out loud. So yeah. he he wants to be there. You have a feeling of they know what they want to be. Can you open up the, the QB? And then really the next level is do you trust the coaching to open it up? Because when you've been coaching for so long, this is the difference too – when you've been coaching a certain way for so long, defense, you know, ball control, all of that stuff, right? Do you even have it in you? Have you been wanting to go in there and open it up, right? Have you been wanting to live that way? Or, you know, you wonder sometimes with those guys. And, and for instance, people wondered that about uh, Tress when you had Troy and you're like, oh, wait, hold on, we're going to open it up a little bit? And then it was an evolution. Yeah. Can can those guys, can Coach Rudolph, Trestle guy, can Joe do that? Can he go and really open it all up and say, you know what? Yes, we're going to be able to change. We're going to get things going in a different direction. I, that's that's a big what if. Or are you going to kind of hold it close to the vest like you always have? That's the that's what they're going to have to figure out as they go through this, this offseason and see what they can really do with their stud quarterback. So a couple of things, um, and you, you you almost forget about Nebraska because of just how they've gotten nothing done. Um, <laughs> Wisconsin has stood firm and held off any sort of challenges that would potentially crop up with Nebraska and Minnesota. Yep. I mean, they've choked it out. Yeah, there are no challenges. They they they're they're not there. It, momentum is a tricky thing. You got to hit it when you have it. Yeah. And Scott had it in recruiting a couple of years ago, and now Wandale Robinson plays at Kentucky. Right. So that's how quickly it can go. You can have it, and it's gone. Um, same thing at, at you know Rashad Bateman plays for the the Ravens. Right. He was there, and he's gone. It's it's gone. So can you know from from Wisconsin standpoint, you've done that. So that can be true that they have positioned themselves to be the consistent king of the West, and you know we're not sleeping on Iowa. I was going to be, I think, pretty good this year, um, but but they they have positioned themselves. They are of a slightly better program than Iowa, but it can also be true. And I'm curious what you think of this. In my view, it's almost impossible because of the way that they play for them to beat us. Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting as we go to the next segment, even regardless, I don't think that's even going to matter going forward for them. In the new wave of college football, mm-hmm. and if they expand the playoff, does it matter? Your Big Ten West champs. Now you can no, hang I, that banner. That's a good point. Guess you can what? hang we a banner. Can you can make the playoff. Yeah. yeah, this will be a playoff team a lot. Yeah, yeah. Wisconsin will be a playoff team a lot. I would say that if if I were a betting man and I had to bet on a team other than us that would make the playoff the most out of the Big Ten in the next ten years, this would be the one. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so. this would be the one. Yeah, you know, but because we're going to bludgeon the teams in the East. 
Yeah. And, you know, like Penn that, State would be right there, too. But, you know, this seems like this would be the one. You know what they are. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's a really – and by the way, that would be a tremendous thing for them if they were somehow, you know, a six seed or a seven seed mm-hmm. and hosting a southern team yep. in Madison in, in Madison, December. In the snow. Yep. And yeah. you're going to just power – I mean, they can build something with that, threes. Yeah. You get big backs, big line. You can build toward winning a playoff game. That's something you can point to and say, hey, let's get them up here in December. You want to run that spread option? Yep. Auburn? And I always go back to Auburn yep. for whatever reason because it always feels like they'd be the most uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> you want to run You want to run spread right. option up here? How about Florida? Go ahead. Good Dan luck. Mullen, you, you lost the SEC East. Yeah. You want to come Florida up here, Dan? title game, but you're still good enough. Okay, Gators, you got to go up to Madison in the snow. Yeah, you'd have guys tapping out and before tackle kickoff. those guys. You get magical yeah. hamstring tightness in warmups. Yep, that's what happens. Yeah, block a bunch of Joe Thomas types. I've seen a whole or lot try of to practice. get past a bunch of Blow Thomas types. <laughs> seen a whole lot yeah. of practices, buddy, where where guys are like, man, I'm just I'm sore. My body didn't feel right. Really? Are you sore? Or are you cold? Yeah. You know? Yeah, amazing. No, it's true. I think it's something to point to. We'll ask uh, Zach Helper, Helper, and he will join us at the bottom of the hour on this. Uh, coming up next, we hit the categories on the Badgers. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. The first and the best. Your home for all things Buckeyes, Jackets, and former linebackers making inappropriate innuendo. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. The finest distillation of sports talk in all of Ohio. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. And there's no better way to upgrade your home than to get a new whole home water system from Connecticut Water Systems. What you do is you call. They'll come out. They'll be like, hey, what county do you live in? Oh, there, that water. Here's what's going to be in your water, right? Here's how much sentiment, extra stuff. Here's what we can do to help you. It's all science. You know what? You don't even have to understand it. Just know that you're getting fresh, pure water water for your house anywhere you turn it on if you want to get a big whole home system like i've been blessed with boom there it is anywhere you want fresh water if you want one just on the tap right next to your kitchen sink they can do that too a bunch of ranges of options for you in your house go to kineticocolumbus.com for all those full juicy details all right good job out of you good job out of them time to hit the categories for the wisconsin badgers let's start with favorite wisconsin player ever there's a lot here. Um, yeah, there, there is. There really is. There's a lot here. And I was trying to think of kind of an under-the-radar guy that maybe a lot of mm-hmm. people wouldn't have, guys that I appreciated watching maybe um, crossover film, if you will. And sure. that goes to Chris Borland. There was not somebody uh, more Ohio enjoyable one. to Jeez. me to watch then little Chris Borland, little meat box, just making plays. Um, so many running backs to pick from. I didn't want to have recency bias. And, you know, there's guys who are electrifying, and people forget about how good Monty Ball was. And there, mm-hmm. there's a lot there. Um, yeah. But I just, Chris Borland, when I think about linebackers, even like Jonathan Casillas, remember him? Like just oh, dudes yeah. that could, uh, was it DeAndre Levy? I mean, there's a bunch of guys that have gone through there. Dakota Dixon was fun. But anyway, Chris Borland, this going to be mine. Kettering Alter kid. Um, man, one of those. I can't remember the kid we took instead of him at linebacker. But you knew right away you that we up? screwed it up. Because mm. he was 
ridiculous. You know, messed up now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go Joe Thomas here. Uh, best guy. Just the best guy ever. I mean, the guy bought me a sous vide. What do you want me to do? Um, oh just just all-time dropping, you know? All-time left about. tackle. This is all-time left about tackle. Chops. You see this guy? Just, oh, well, my, my I mean, the Hoff. He he's a Hoff, a man. What do you want? I mean, the guy's unbelievable. He's one of the best dudes, and he kind of signifies, I think, everything you, that Wisconsin football is. Yeah. Like, as soon as he's done playing, he's back there raising his family. Like you, he's got an expansive ranch. So it's 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 everything that you want uh, with 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 Uncle Joe up at uh, up in Madison, best Wisconsin team. I went with the two thousand and eleven Badgers. Okay. Do, do you remember their losses that year? Do you even remember the team? I'll refresh yeah, I remember the team. So it's Russell. It's Borland. They lost here. It's Bo Allen. That's Braxton to Devin Smith. So here are their two losses in back-to-back weeks. You ready for this? Heartbreak as a Badgers fan. Hail Mary by Kirk Cousins. Ooh. Braxton to Devin Smith. Devin Smith, yeah. Those are their two back-to-back losses. Then they went up to beat Oregon in the Rose Bowl. So I, that to me, throughout that year, you started to figure out, oh, man, this dude at quarterback, like this is a real, this is a real threat. He's a real guy. <laughs> this is a real threat. So that's the team that kind of jumps out to me is that, I mean, there, there's what-ifs all the time in football, but I can't imagine being a member of that team and looking back and being like, okay, there's what-ifs where you're like, oh, you know, if this third down and two, if this third and four, gosh, if we are just able to go. No, this was two Hail Marys, yep. essentially. But anyway. Yeah, that, that's probably if they had two years of Russell Wilson, that might have been their national championship type team. Yeah, of course. I don't know if they could have won it. I mean, it's obviously very difficult the depth of talent, but he, he, that type of X factor at quarterback was something they haven't had previous or since. It's almost like they, it took too long to realize what they had with him. Yeah. Um, I'll go ninety-eight. They had three All Americans on that team. That's Ron Ooh. Dane. They went eleven and one. Uh, they beat UCLA, who was ranked sixth in the country. Cade McNown in the Rose Bowl. Um, in that year, um, and and it was kind of it kind of set it off, you know. Like they had some pre- they made the Rose Bowl '93 with Brent Moss at running back, but this was Dane at his peak, and and them kind of at their peak under Alvarez. Stadium grade at Wisconsin. Um, I'll give it a B plus, and part of it is they tend to have a their crowd support is not there. Unless they're playing the big dogs, yeah, that's what I've discovered doing the the games. Is that you know if it's Ohio State, if it's Penn State, Michigan, but even remember when they played Michigan and Michigan was ranked high. Oh yeah, and then it was like late a late arriving. arriving crowd. And you're like, what do we do? now? Some of that could be they're having a good time having some beers and cheese in the parking lot. But I just I don't know. It's a B plus. I love the history of it. The jump around's great, but uh, it gets super loud. I will give them that, but. I can't. I can't get them, and I just cannot go to A with them. I can't. I went same. I went B plus as well, and for the same reasons you did. Is it's a little bit late arriving, and we get spoiled because we always see everybody's best because it's we see us. Yeah. We see Wisconsin against us, but what's it like when they play Illinois? And what I can tell, not necessarily spectacular. So yeah, I can't be in the A, a level. BMOC grade at Wisconsin. So now you have my you totally have like flipped my perspective with the whole can you go it's back to Madison. You right? can, because you it's can you know what? I'm gonna say here's something for you. 
Yep. I- I'm going to say it's an A minus. <laughs> so you Same. say, why is that? Can you go to for one? Madison's great. You can go it's live in Madison town. if you want. Two, yep. they seem to love hiring their alumni to coach. So yep. you know what? You can just go back and coach if you want. Leonard, Chris, I think it's an A minus too. You know what? Like, go ahead. Really hey, you want to start coaching? Come on, come on over to Madison. Yep. Be great. So yep. I think if you're a big man on campus, you got a you got a home. I think it's an A. I think it's an A minus too. I think it's a great place to live. I think summers there are probably spectacular. Winters aren't great, but winters aren't great anywhere. And if you're going to live in the north, it's probably a great place to do it. Um, I'm Beth. I'm, we know they take care of you. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think it's probably a really good spot uh, to be in. Uniform grade for the Badgers. I'm gonna go B. This is part of this is just hating because I grew up a Gopher fan. Sure, but I can't like the W to me. Just the font of it. I don't. It, it's just never. It's never worked for me. Now I like the fact yeah. that they haven't really changed. They are who they are. So that's why I keep them up in the B. But the W yeah. with the it's just come. I, don't know, I just don't. It's not my deal. Yeah. I go B plus. Um, you know, it's not it's not extraordinary, but when you see it, you know what it is. It's yep. unmistakably them. It's amazing they've actually kind of supplanted Nebraska as with that look and that yep. color scheme because Nebraska's been so irrelevant for so long, which is a pretty astonishing thing to say. Uh, but but I think it's yeah, it's a B plus. It's really really solid. You know who they are. Um, we, if we've been, would we recommend going? I have and I would. I have and Fun I trip. would. Yep, I have and I would. Yep, it's it's Madison's a nice uh, town. You could actually get a good meal in Madison. Um, I've always enjoyed it. The airport's easy to get in and out of. Well, not big, but you can get in and out of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I really have. Now, parking and stuff around the stadium is a adventure. Um, but yeah, I, I would I would go to Madison. You got to experience. You got to experience the jump around. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Program ceiling, I think they're at it. I think they're at it, too. This is it. Um, yeah. Which is good. Well, I'll put it this way. They're at it for now. And the, with the way things are currently set up, they're at it. You know? But they're so mm-hmm. consistent, I think that you can't really go higher. You know? It's hard. But, yeah, they're yeah, they're right up against it. You know? They're like, Which uh, leads in? They're like in Titanic, you know, where they're, he, you know, Jack takes the last gulp of air before <laughs> he has to go down and find a, try to unlock that gate one more time. Why didn't you just put him on the damn door? Plenty He's of right up against the ceiling. That's why. Get it? He's up against the ceiling of the floor. Right door. on the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, no. I get it. I get it. They just sort of reminded me at the end how Or like Rapunzel in the movie Tangled, you know, where the cave's filling up. Yeah. And then she finally realizes, oh, wait, my hair glows. I can find the hole. Let's pick up the rock and let's get out of here and Still live. this way. Yeah. Would you buy stock? I would. And here's yeah. why. Because I think you're going to start seeing playoff berth after playoff berth after playoff berth once they go to 12 teams. So Paul Chris will be not looked at as like, oh, they, they'll never beat Ohio State. It can now be flipped up. We don't have to beat Ohio State. We can get to the playoff. We can advance to the Elite Eight or Final Four even. Next thing you know, you got banners saying, we made it to the Final Four, Elite Eight, you know, four years in a row, whatever it is, you know, hosted six playoff games in a row, you know, whatever. And never really have a threat to win a national championship, but also have a lot of ton of, uh, you know, a really good, a really good resume. It changes the, the, the target. The target yeah. has changed. Yeah. And it, so then that changes what is acceptable. I'm with you. No, I think I think they are going to benefit probably more than anybody else in the Big Ten from the expansion. Uh, Zach Heilprin will join us coming up next on the Wisconsin Badgers and what can be expected. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. 
Can't get enough Buckeyes? We've got you covered. The Buckeye Show. The Buckeye Show. Weeknights at 6. The Fan Ohio Sports Destination. The best, best in the Midwest. You're listening to Bishop and Laurenitis. As we continue our look at the 21 mo- 20 most interesting teams for 2021, we are at number 14, and we are on the Wisconsin Badgers. And for some expert advice and perspective, we head up to Madison and a visit with the sports director at 96.7 The Zone up there. Zach Heilprin joining us. Zach, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, we, we decided that Wisconsin is interesting this year for a, a bunch of reasons, but it really centers around Graham Mertz and what he could potentially unlock. Obviously, an incredible debut for him covid and then the season kind of felt lost from our vantage point from his perspective take us into heading into this season with mertz and the feeling around the program about what he can do for the offense there's still plenty of excitement even though you're right it didn't go the way everyone thought it would in the middle of the season but i think a lot of that and a lot of people will point to the the injuries that that popped up to their wide receiver core with danny davis and kendrick Pryor missing a majority of the year i mean those first two games and Granted, it was Illinois, it was Michigan. The defenses aren't necessarily any good, but they put up 47 points a game. And then three, you know, the next three games, they didn't score 10. So, um, you know, that is what Wisconsin is hoping, those first two games. And Graham Mertz is still as physically talented a quarterback Wisconsin's had since Russell Wilson. And uh, Danny Davis came back, Kendrick Pryor came back. He had a couple of more younger guys at that spot. And then, you know, at running back with Jalen Berger, maybe getting him involved more, uh, the offensive line can be strong as usual. Jake Ferguson's back. They have all the weapons, all that uh, that they had to start last year, and now there's a, a good feeling that they can not necessarily score 47 points a game, but certainly be better than they were in the middle of last year. Zach, we were we were talking about in the last segment how there probably is between Wisconsin and Iowa a more recognizable for a 20-year period of what the brand is and just what the style of football is and what it's going to look like. I'm wondering. Does does Paul and do, do Joe do they keep doing the same? Is it just Graham operating the system more effectively than maybe Cone did in the past or Hornybrook or any of the guys you know more accurate on the play action stuff? Or do they tweak it here and there to man this guy can really spin it? It's hard because like Wisconsin is Wisconsin they are what they are. But how much does it change with like you said the most talented quarterback now since Russell? Yeah, you know what the great thing about Paul Christian he's uh, you know last year. Joe Rudolph took over the play calling duties. Paul is taking them back this year. So I think that's going to play a role. What he was so good at, especially when he was the offense coordinator here, you know, from 2005 to 2011, and he was the OC when Russell was here, he just, the weapons that he, or the, the talent that he has, he molds his system around that. It's not trying to plug guys into the system. It's, you know, taking what these guys do well and using it. And, you know, Graham is certainly different than what Jack does and, and certainly, certainly different than what Alex Hornibrook was. Um, but necessarily, I don't know if you're going to see a, a ton of differences, like just the average viewer, but yeah, they're going to put the, they're going to, they're going to take advantage of the throws that perhaps Graham could make and can make that Jack or Alex wasn't. And a lot of that to the outside of the field. He's got a, he, he's got a gun. So, I mean, he, he can throw to the outside. You're not necessarily worried about a guy jumping around. He can throw the ball down the field. They just didn't necessarily have the weapons that last year. I mean, they were working with a walk-on and a true freshman as their wide receivers, their top two wide receivers last year for much of the, much of the way. That's not necessarily ideal, and uh, the running back room was a mess too. But they, uh, he's got the ability to, to make every throw that you could want, and that helps you know, Joe and Paul you know, develop that game plan around him. 
Zach, how it's one of the things that's been kind of interesting is there's been a lot of people, you know, certainly when Scott Frost gets hired at Nebraska, they say, all right, we want to be Wisconsin. Uh, PJ at Minnesota, we're, we're coming for Wisconsin. And, and they've held those off. Um, I was still there, not going anywhere, but it does feel like, and I know Fitz has done a great job at Northwestern the last couple of years, you know, getting them there. Uh, but Wisconsin is so much more sustainable from our vantage point. Um, them in terms of holding off the challenges, is is this a year where, you, where from a Wisconsin fan perspective, you look at it and you say it's time for us to reassert that the West is ours? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they are. Last year was not Wisconsin, and. Everyone can point to COVID. Everyone can point to, to injuries. It just wasn't the way it needed to be. And they made some changes this off season. Uh, most notably, Paul retaking the uh, the, court, the uh, play calling duties. But Wisconsin has never gone two years without making the Big Ten title game. So that's that's how good they've been in the West. In the West, you know, we all know it's not at the level the East has been at for a lot, you know the entirety of its existence. So. That, that maybe isn't as impressive to some people's ears, but that's just the way it is. And Wisconsin has owned this division, and they want to put their stamp back on it. Uh, last year wasn't the way anybody wanted it to go. So, um, you know, what Wisconsin has done, and you mentioned maintaining a brand, they've, they've done that, certainly. What they're trying to do is take that next step. And the next step, the only way you can take that is in recruiting. And they are brought in their best recruiting class ever this year. And, uh, you know, it's their first ever top 20 class which is you know, kind of crazy when you think about the success they've had. They yeah. haven't really necessarily done it with top prospects, but they have this year. And uh, they brought in just a ton of really good players. Who knows if they'll, they'll play this year a ton, but that's what they're trying to build. They're trying to take the next step recruiting so they can take the next step uh, on the field as well. Zach, t- talk to us about Berger at tailback. You know, obviously a tough gig to try to replace Jonathan Taylor and and that backfield but just what what are his traits uh you saw glimpses last year a little bit i know watson transferred out but just what are what what is available there for him to take take over that job and get some production obviously maybe not the jonathan taylor's level which is one of the best to ever do it in college football but just that normal wisconsin we're going to grind it out we're going to wear you down in that ground game I think fans are hoping that he can get more than 15 carries a game. If you go back and look yeah, at his, I bet. <laughs> right? If you go back and look at his game by game log there, it's all 15. And I asked Paul Chris last year, I'm like, is he, is this kind of like, does he have a limit? And he simply retorted by saying, this isn't baseball. There's no pitch count, but it certainly looked like it. Um, just based on, I mean, it, that's, that's a pretty big coincidence. So either way, it's about getting him uh, more involved, uh, I-, I think. You know, not just in the in the run game, but in the pass game. That was a big part of his game coming out of high school was catching the ball and, you know, being uh, involved that way. And that's actually the way his first touch came against Michigan in the, in the second game. He, uh, I think he was a little dinged up at times last year, so, you know, still dealing with a, a little bit of an injury that didn't allow him to fully uh, get involved. But, um that's what they're looking for. Here's the thing about Wisconsin's running back room, though. Obviously, Jalen Berger is the guy that everyone wants to take over, but they've added five guys since last fall. Three in the rec- uh, four in the recruiting class, including a, a linebacker who was the All-State linebacker in Wisconsin, uh, the state of Wisconsin, was so good at running back in high school they moved him over to running back. Got four freshman running backs coming in, and then they also went and got a transfer from Clemson and Ches Malusi. So. It's going to be a competitive room. They don't want to deal with the injuries that they dealt with last year. They don't want to have those issues. They're going to throw a whole bunch of bodies at the position. But I think Jalen is certainly the guy that everyone's expecting to be at the top of that depth chart. But I think Ches Malusi probably could uh, potentially factor in as well. Um, but Jalen, what he can do, 
he's so smooth, and he's got some breakaway speed. I think he needs to get a little bit stronger. Not as he doesn't have the legs that uh, Jonathan Taylor had. No, very few players do. But he's a uh, he, he's more of a a slasher than he is going to try and run through guys. Zach, I'll get you out of here on this one. Uh, James and I were curious, and we we thought that perhaps this twelve team playoff would really be a boost for a program like Wisconsin, and we actually bet. You know, the team other than Ohio State that's going to play in this thing a lot is going to be Wisconsin. That we would be, that'd be the program we would bet on. Is there a, a new lease on life? Is it a rejuvenation to say a little bit of a boost? Say, Hey, let's go make the playoff because it does feel like when we talk about teams in the Big Ten that taking down Ohio State seems so daunting, but you might not have to. You might not have to. You might be able yeah. to make this thing. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. It was always, it's always been the, the idea of Madison is get to a ch- championship game. And hope you play your best, right? Hope you play your best, yeah. and hope that Ohio State doesn't. And you no, know, the last two times that they were there in 2017, they came up, I think, 40 yards short. Uh, you know, Ohio State got a stop on defense. Uh, otherwise, Wisconsin in the playoff. Uh, 2019, probably not in the playoff because they had uh, already lost a couple of games. But you get out to that lead, and you just can't hold on because Ohio State's Ohio State. So now, necessarily, you don't have to win those games. Like if you go and look at the rankings, and I know it's not necessarily apples to apples here, but uh, in terms of where they finished in, in the rankings, they would have been in the playoff. Three, yeah. three of the years that they, you know, when 2016, 2017, and, and 2019, they would have been in. So, yeah, it's a huge, huge lift for Wisconsin. It not, you don't have to necessarily beat Ohio State to get in now, and it's always been that way in their mind here since 2014. Beat them, and, and you're probably going to be in. Now, you know, get there, play okay, play well enough. Obviously, they still want to win a Big Ten title, right? Sure. But it's not. But it's not necessarily a a kill to your playoff hopes if you don't. No, not going to be fun. Zach, thanks for your time today, bud. Really appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, that's Zach Halperin. He's the sports director at ninety six seven The Zone in Madison. We hit thing or not a thing up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. Constantly interrupting valuable airtime to sell three dollar stickers. What a business plan! The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Day drinking responsibly with a touch of class. This is Bishop and Morinitis. And time for a little thing or not a thing. Choppers here. Hit it, Chops. Bishop and Laurenitis. Thing or not a thing. Sponsored by Geico Insurance. Here we go. A Woj report from Monday. Sources, NBA's competition committee met Monday to further explore rules changes to restrict unnatural motions on jump shots players use to draw fouls. NBA wants to limit players, including stars like Trey Young, James Harden, from leaning backwards and sideways to draw fouls. Thing or not a thing? Would be a huge thing. It's at times unwatchable. Uh, with this nonsense, so and it will stop little kids from doing it. So, uh, yeah, this would be this would be a, a big move in the right direction. It's yeah, like a no brainer. Yeah, it would this is? I feel like this is almost late to the party here. Yeah, right. Like it's been out of control for years. So, I love it. Um, I think it will it will be really good for basketball for the game because, like you said, like once you see the pro start doing it, then it goes to the kids, and you're like, come on, man, what are we what are we doing? Yep. What are we doing? ESPN Patriots reporter Mike Reese with this. QB update. Cam Newton was consistently first in the reps I saw, followed by Mac Jones, then Jarrett Sidham and Brian Hoyer. Jones looked dialed in today, ball going to the right spot, most often with decisiveness, accuracy on point despite rain until one to two throws at the end. Thing or not a thing? 
Did you see, um, and I realize it's just a little bit of video, but did you see the video of Cam throwing in the red zone? I did not, no. Yesterday. No, how'd it look? <sighs> um, you know, he is, you played against him. Yep. You know what he is physically, and to me, Cam Newton is the personification of no matter how big you are, when you take hits, you can yep. only withstand so much. Yep. It's it was sad, honestly. Like it was just simple warm up throws in the in the back of the end zone from like the six yard line, and he was yeah. missing by six seven yards. Like he's just not comfortable throwing a football. No, he's not. And he had a whip, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah, you know, it's not like he was just you know a single wing. Like he had a whip, and he doesn't have it anymore. And then the next rep, you see Mac Jones, and he looks like a quarterback. Yeah. So this is going to be a really awkward transition, I think, and I think it could happen sooner rather than later, and it will be really interesting how Cam handles it, because he is such a force of personality. I just love, like, Mike Reese is really good at covering the Patriots, Mm -hmm. but he can tend to be, like, a little over the top. Like, I love his, I just saw Twitter this morning, he's like, oh, Mac Jones, a little pep in his step, the dude's jogging onto the practice field. What are we reporting? (laughs) You know, like, my goodness. Mac Jones sneezed four times today. Cam two <laughs> in the quarterback competition. Um, look, I, I think that ultimately, remember when people were trying to convince us that Jarrett Stidham was the future? Oh yeah, gosh. Oh yeah. That? Yep. They really high on Jarrett Stidham, but they drafted sure. him first round. We love a Stidham, Alabama. You know, I got a question. How bad would you feel if you're Stidham? You couldn't beat out Cam Newton after seeing what he did in the red zone. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they think about you. I wonder if you're Stidham, if you're more realizing like, what in the hell were they thinking that acting like I was going to be the future here anyway? Like, I'm <laughs> lucky I got an extra two years out of this. You know what? Actually, if you're Stidham, you're probably like, hey, I'm just trying to be Brian Hoyer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just hop around. How about Hoyer? Like, I mean, jeez, like a ten guy. year career just bouncing around. Yeah, of course. Aaron Kraft has officially joined the Carmen's Crew roster. Thing or not a thing. I thought he retired last year. Didn't we make a big deal? I mean, I'm thrilled to see him play again. That's great. But, like, didn't he retire? Wasn't it a big deal? Like, his last game? Now he's Matt back? Matt Brown also retired. Urban Meyer also retired. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I mean, I love these guys. Um, it's, Maybe he retired I, I, from pro basketball, but this I, is just a tournament. This is just a tournament. You know? Tournament, so, like, yeah. I'm not done playing. Yeah. I'm not done hooping. True. Michael Jordan retired from basketball, but then played in the Space Jam. Right. Well... Yeah, and he also yeah. played those kids in the Bahamas. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm look, we talked about this. Like, the love affair that this town has for this group and this tournament is pretty oh, yeah. remarkable. Oh, yeah. So I'm always excited to see him play. I look forward to watching him play this summer. Tweet from NFL on CBS. Chargers have a list of impressive QBs over the course of franchise history, but only one ever produced a season with 65-plus completion percentage, 30-plus pass TD, and 10 or fewer INTs. Justin Herbert as a rookie. Thing or not a thing? I mean, that's a pretty big thing. That is a big thing. Yeah. With Rivers and Fouts. Yeah. Wow. I think that- probably the thing that undid Fouts, and I have I, this is just is the completion percentage because the throw it was so much harder to throw then yeah than it was um i mean he had a year he defied anything i thought he would be as as a rookie or really at the, any point same. in his career i didn't see it same i think that the fact that philip never did that is pretty astonishing mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But he threw a lot of picks, though, right? I'm guessing yeah, his completion percentage certainly. was good enough and his touchdowns, well, it's, it's but I get the picks. That's not incompletion. It's just to the wrong team. Right. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of chasing <laughs> games with Phil Rivers. <laughs> Which, yeah. by the way, I didn't know in soccer that, like in hockey, right, if I go to pass the puck across on a two-on-one and it hits the defender's mm-hmm. skate and goes in the net, it's my goal. It hit the defender okay. and went yeah. in the net. Sure. I didn't know that, like in soccer, if it hits off you and goes in your own goal, they just no, they put it in your style of the stat sheet and it just considered own goal. I was watching own goal highlights and it said, "I'm like, oh, you know, one team won two nothing, but didn't have two players scoring a goal on the right side. On the left side of the graphic, it had, you know, so and so's name yeah. own goal." Oh, I'm like, damn, yeah. that sucks. This is a complete call out. Pretty big. At least you're hoping that if someone missed the highlight and didn't know your name. <laughs> nope, there it is in bold. Yeah. There it is in bold print. Boom, own goal. Guy was trying big to- one today. On the soccer front, Germany and France today in uh, in Euro competition. Two of the better clubs in uh, in the world playing today in group stages of the Euro. So that's I think at three o'clock. Um, all right, we will we will reset. We'll do a little Tuesdays with Tiberi at the bottom of the hour. Get you the big stories of the day coming up next. Bishop and Lauren, I just right here on the fan. The first thing you hear every morning should be Bobby Carpenter yelling at you. Bird chirping is overrated. Morning juice. Weekday mornings at six. The fan. It's first Friday somewhere. That's a big sense of freedom. You're listening to Bishop and Laurenitis. Yeah, we can go. Let's do it. It's fine. We're good. We're good. Um, <laughs> we have a we have a giveaway for the kids. Uh, it is a Taco Tuesday. What are we giving away for lunch? Bar tacos. They're open in UA. It's Bob's Place. Sounds One great. taco thing. It's a twenty-five dollar gift card. It is Taco Tuesdays. Enjoy a business lunch or an early happy hour on the patio at Bar Tacos UA, the corner of Zollinger and Northwest. Um, we went so it was sixty-four uh, with Sherman and the Blue Jackets jersey earlier in the show. Let's go. Sixth caller chopper at eight two one ninety seven ten scoops up the uh, Taco Tuesdays from Bar Taco in UA. You missed this last week, um, and this That's is, uh, for all the fun and frivolity, this is not that story. <laughs> this is not the uh, story of Bo Schimbeckler's stepson and two other players and the allegations against Schimbeckler um, that he enabled Dr. Robert Anderson and even one of the players uh, you know, alleged that that they that the coaching staff at Michigan almost taunted him that if you don't get it together, we're going to make you go see Dr. Anderson. Like, that was kind of what was being said oh so it's true this is come on yeah <clears throat> there's a lot to try to rectify here and make right and there's going to be more of it coming tomorrow um so this from kim kozlowski who writes i believe for the free press up there or no detroit news um with a story this morning uh just before eight that dozens now of former michigan football players and other athletes will host a live press conference near the big house wednesday to accuse dr robert anderson of abuse and call on the um regents to do, do more the wednesday press conference of anderson accusers comes the day before um regents meet and less than a week after both schimbeckler's son and two others accused the famous football coach of knowing about anderson but doing nothing now uh bo's uh 
other son, Shemi Schembechler, who uh, lives here in town, uh, talked to, I think it was Dan Murphy at ESPN last week about it and said the, that Bo would never, the Bo he knew would never do this, would never would have done it, wouldn't have stood for it. Um, but this is now adding to it. You had two former football players and you had um, his adopted son last week. To be fair, has had other issues with Bo in the past, has sued the university um, on some merchandising stuff in, in the 90s. Um, and so there there is, he, they've been you know, estranged for many, many years, even before Bo's death. Um, but now you have dozens of other former players alleging this as well. There is a lot to try to deal with here. And the hardest part of it, guys, is that the people who are involved are gone. They're dead. Right. There's no... Right. How do you make it right? How do you... You know, financially, I suppose, is, is the way you start to make it right. But, I, you know, we did we were in this with Strauss um, in, in yeah. this, this very similar situation with Strauss. Paterno had to deal with it head on while he was alive at Penn State. Um, and with Sandusky, that was obviously different, uh, but, but in the same vein. <sighs> what do you do when the whatever... Boy, you think about what Woody Hayes is to us. Bo is all of that at Michigan. Yeah. And now this. I thought it was a great point. How do you... When we had Heath on, that the era of coaches, like you think of you know Bear Bryant, you think of Woody, you think of Bo, instantly when you think of that logo, you it's like a filter through your head, you know, to where even when I see the Michigan logo... I think of Bo Schembechler first before mm-hmm. even getting to anything. It's like it's synonymous. It's it's just it's there. And Dabo is that at Clemson, but it's I just don't understand it's disgusting in one case where there's a team doc who does any of this, right? But the fact that it's been multiple with Larry Nasser, you know, and then obviously here and, and just it's just what in the world and then the fact that people in position that thought you know what I'm not going to protect my players I'm going to protect the brand it's just so disgusting mm-hmm. um, what stinks about this is that you know everyone's passed so you don't really know you gotta I mean what's the what's the real truth they can't defend themselves um. Immediately, some people will look at it with a, a, with a obviously a slant because of the fact that this is one of the people has tried to sue before. And I mean, who knows, right? Like I, I just it's just disgusting if any of it is true. But when you have when you have more than just a few people coming out trying, I have a hard time believing Bo that if it's twenty, thirty something players coming out, forty, even dozens, yeah, those are those that are comfortable even coming out. Uh, sure. I'm sure there are more that aren't comfortable putting their name on it. Just don't even want to go down that road anymore. Um, that aren't. So I would assume there's more. Like the, If it's one or two people, then you start to say, okay, wait, is this a trying to sue a school? That's, you know, what's the... This is just this is so disturbing to even talk about because it's so unfathomable to me. And it, it's just the heart... I don't ever want it to become normal. To where, like, you all, yeah, those, that was back. No, there's no this that was back in the day. The, those were the times of toughen. Just doesn't even make sense in any era. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. If a player came to a coach and said this was happening, 
like your first reaction would be like, what? What do you mean it's happening? You know what? Let's bring them in right now. Let's talk. Three of us, right? You know, and let's handle this. And if then you give, let alone yeah. that's, that's one player. You get a couple. Now it's like, you know what? We got to do it. You know what? I'm going to my AD. We need to do an independent investigation. We need to figure something out here. Um, because it's, it's it just said, was a different said time point, though, he said he with said. that. You know, I mean, we were at a, yeah, I know in it was. that era, and it's, but it's a generation. Like, but it shouldn't have been too right? removed from me. Been, no, been a, of course not. No, no. But it was a generation, yeah. you know, a couple removed from me, almost really my dad's coming out of, yeah. you know, that time where, you know, men handle things. We just, men handle it. Like, you don't go and mm-hmm. talk about things. Like, you just handle it. And... And there, that was a part of it. And I remember even as a kid, and there was not, obviously I never experienced anything even in remotely to this, and I'm certainly not drawing a comparison. I'm just saying I do remember like getting my first physicals when I was to play like junior high basketball or football or whatever, and being, you know, like having coaches be like, oh, be ready to cough, you know, because that was part of it. Yeah. Right? Like teasing you about that. Did you ever have that? I'm sure. I mean, I of did. Course. I mean, that was yep. definitely part of it. Like the coaches would yep. tease you. Oh, you're gonna have to cough. That's be, look out. It'll be, what, yep. How'd you cough? You know that type of stuff. Yep. Like that was something that it'd was laughed that, at and or scoffed it'd be like at. A coach saying, "Better hope Doc has warm hands." You know, right? Like something like that. To yes, where you're like, that was a All constant. Right. Very funny, bro. You know, right? But it was, you know, I didn't ever question it other than like, well, this is a passage of what you do. You know, now that's not yeah. this. I'd be very right. clear. I'm not suggesting right. it's the same, no. or there's a straight line. Um, but it's hard for. I, I think it's a really difficult spot for these universities, and and it, they're all up here. You know, the, you know, we had it. In Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan. I'm sure this has happened in other places too. But th- this is where it's been exposed and where we've seen that it's happened. And you're trying to rectify it. And the hard thing is, is we have up these people paterno at penn state Bo at michigan they're they almost are bigger idols than even the university itself because in many ways what we what i think the universities aspired to be was personified in those football coaches yeah right yeah. i mean yeah you aspire to be i mean the grand experiment at penn state with paterno right yeah how many times do we hear about that you know, build yep. this elite, you know, education institution in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania that, oh, by the way, is really good at football and they do it the right way. And then it all crumbled. Yeah. Now, does it cr- if you're a Penn State guy, does it crumble? Or do you still hold – how do you rectify that? Yeah. I don't know. I don't and know. And now this? All I know is that a lot of people who – I'm sure there are stages of it or some of it is denial – it could also sure. be true that the people that you know in the situation, like I know a bunch of people who played at Penn State, and they will defend Joe Pa to either being sure. like the Joe Pa, like they tell themselves the Joe Pa I knew wouldn't have turned a blind eye to it, you know, mm-hmm. wouldn't have allowed it that they didn't they didn't play for Sandusky, obviously, but in their mind, they're probably saying no way. Um, and they're trying to separate the two. Like, how do you even separate the two? Like, if you know a person and you've known him for four years, he coached you, and all you know is this kind gentleman who, whatever, and you don't know, you haven't been exposed to his past. All, the only the only way I can judge this person is our interactions for four years of him being my coach. Yeah. And then that information gets thrown on you. I don't even, 
There's got to be a deep severing of trust. Everything, you know. I mean, there's a whole lot there, man. I I haven't even called like Jake Long or people I know from Michigan to even get their take on it. Not that they yeah. played for Bo, but they had a, obviously many interactions as sure. they were coming through the program. And I just and what's it mean for a Michigan alum, you know, to look back on that? You're right. It's the era of those coaches. I mean. Woody Hayes, you know, the people, the tradition, the excellence, pay it forward. The brand of Ohio State is because of the ball coach. Yes. Clemson yep. was known for Clemsoning, for being chokers. They couldn't win anything. They can't get anything done. Well, not anymore. Dabble has them as champions. You know what? Matter of fact, our academics were champions there, too. We're champions across the board because we're Clemson. You weren't before Dabble showed up. Right. So it's 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 just, it, you're right, The 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 personas... You still go to a Penn State game. There's going to be a guy in a single-engine plane flying around, you know, free Joe Pa. Um, yes. Every single game. And they took that statue da- statue down. They removed they did. it. And there's a lot of people there's one fired out- up about it. Um, yeah. And there's one of Bo outside of Michigan Stadium. Yep. It's it's just it's, it's, it's ridiculous. You're right. Like, but there's a difference between getting the coach who, you know, says a little – I don't know. Is there a difference well, anymore? I mean, there's I allegations right. that he used. Yeah, I mean, it would, it would be fascinating to see what comes out of this. Not fascinating, because yeah. that makes it seem like... I mean, it would be interesting to see what comes of this Wednesday yeah. and what players are represented. If there's a lesson here, though, and I think we're all guilty of it, it's that we provide... Many of these men are false idols. Of course they are. And we the we sport put them on pedestals. And it starts at the Absolute. high school level, and it's gotten it younger. Does. You know, like yeah. yeah, it does. We put these guys on pedestals, and especially in college sports, because the players leave, but the coaches stay. So you elevate them, and many of them are flawed men to varying degrees. Yeah, just like we all are. We're, we yeah. all have flaws, right? And forever, the flaws were hidden, or could be could have been hidden or protected. Yeah. Right? Because it was good for everybody to p- continue oh, to battle wins. That. Oh, that guy's a jerk. Right. He's a man, what a jerk. But you know yeah. what he wins, doesn't right. he? <laughs> as long as you win. And that's the Yeah. That's the yeah. just skin crawling culture that was created. Like, oh, you know what? No, nope, don't take down the like you always say, don't don't go against the firm. Don't go into the program, Mitch. Don't go against yep. the firm, Mitch. Don't go against the firm. Um it's it's going to be really a very dicey road um, up there with him, yeah. and it should be. Um, unfortunately, if there's there's really no way other than financial to make it right, and and that's kind of it. Like, it's something that's going to happen. But just like us with Strauss, like, he's long dead. Yeah. The people who enabled are long gone. Like, there's nobody to answer for it, mm-hmm. right? So, Well, you feel cheated because you wouldn't um, want, ultimately, in life is justice. And yes. How do you get it? You can't get it when people have already passed away, and now their now their you know transgressions come out way past the fact. What you know? What I mean, like ultimate justice. You want to be able to look look him in the eye. You want him to be able to yeah. say, "I'm sorry." You want to, you know what I mean? You want to get to some kind yes. of discipline, some kind of is is throwing some cash at you going to really make the 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 healing process? No, like there's no way to get true justice on this side for those people. You know, now that it comes to the light, the, the people who have done it to you are gone. So you feel like yeah. 
So you feel like something needs to be done. No doubt. I'm not saying that. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that nothing should be done. Absolutely. But you feel like you're still going to be shorted on it because the people who you want to be able to look in the eye, even just to tell them how much they hurt you, you know, or whatever, they're 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 gone. Yeah, think what's about how the many line? Got to be able to, in this? Yeah, think about how many gymnasts got oh. to at least have some kind of propelled toward to, healing. Yep. They'd be able to look him in the eye and tell him how they felt and to be able to address yep. it and then actually see the ruling and see what transpired. Of, co- I mean, of course, it's devastating, but at least imagine if the doc was dead and there's there's nothing. Like, who am I, am I, ta- who am I talking to? A wife? A widow? Right. Like, what's that do? You know, like, it, it, that's where you feel like you're, you're missing out. You're getting shorted on, the, on that. Yeah, what's the line? Justice in this life or the next? Yeah. So for many of these, it'll be in the next yeah. is is the way it'll go. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Your home of the Buckeyes, Jackets, NFL, Major League Baseball, and pretty much everything you can shake a stick at. What? It's a saying. The Fan. Sports talk distilled to its purest form. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. And if you are in the market for a new or used vehicle, why don't you go say hello to my friends, DeLacy and Buddy. They are at Germain Toyota of Columbus. That's at 5711 Scarborough Boulevard. Online, germaintoyota.net. They have over 200, yes, 200 used vehicles that are Toyota certified, ready for you to go buy. And if you can't find one, they'll find it for you and bring it right to their lot or to your door. Go say hello and tell them that James sent you. In addition to that, the baseman Dr. Cardale Jones Celebrity Softball Game presented by Rikert Automotive coming to Huntington Park on Saturday, July 17th. Join Buckeye greats as they swing for the fences to benefit the Buckeye Cruise for cancer. Each ticket sold gets you a chance to win a cabin on the 2022 Cruise. Head to 971thefan.com for all the information you need on that front. Um, Bruce Feldman, the athletic, with his breakthrough players list for 2021 in college football. So what he does here is he talks to coaches and he says, who's close? And there's a couple of Buckeye, there's a, a couple of Big Ten players on the list and there is a Buckeye on the list. Would you have had this Buckeye at number seven? And it is Jackson Smith and Jigba. Probably not because of Chris Olave. Garrett Wilson, how do you really break through? I think he's a breakthrough player. I just think it's a not yet. Um, because when you look at Ruckert and just the weapons that they have, like he'll get touches, but I don't think it's anything to where you're going to be like, holy smokes, you know, like breakthrough means like you jump onto the scene. Yeah. Um, it's going to be hard. It's hard to disperse the touches, right? Yeah. I, I would have picked Zach Harrison because although people know him, he goes out and have 10 sacks. You're like, oh, there he is. There he is. Yeah. That's a breakthrough we've been waiting for. Because so far, it's been a lot of recruiting, you know, talk, conversation. People know him, five-star. He's a he's a freak. He'll probably be on Bruce's, you know, freak list that he does every fall, too, um, just yeah. as far as the way, you know, workout warrior and stuff. But um, I tell you what, i got to watch some film on Jack Campbell from Iowa. He's number one on the list. Well, let's talk about him. i got to read the description. One. I mean. Read it. The buzz is big inside the Hawkeyes football program. Coaches say the 6'4.5", 245-pounder runs like a deer, is as tough as anyone they've coached, and has a very high football IQ and drive to get better. He's expected to start at middle linebacker last year, then got mono in 141 snaps. 
in 2020. He still got 29 tackles, four and a half for a loss, three pass breakups, and interception. He excels in all three phases. I've heard a lot about him, to be honest, and I know he's he's a physical freak. Big as well, kid, obviously, six four and a half. You're like, okay, so he's probably six three, um, two forty five, but still, that's a big dude. I've heard a lot of like honestly, really good things about him. So I gotta I gotta watch some stuff. Maybe I'll watch all. That's not a lot of snaps, so I can get maybe all 141 snaps in today. But um, <laughs> just just really, you know, a a, a, a physical freak, and then you think about him at linebacker at Iowa, and they've had some really good linebackers come through there too. Sure. So, um, but yeah, very interesting. Well, another name that jumped out to me was at number six, right ahead of Jackson, and I totally forgot that he transferred to UCLA. But that's Zach Charbonnet. Remember when they up north were like, "Oh, this kid, oh sure, is like the next Mike." Well, he Hart. was good. Of course he was. And then all of a sudden, last year, Harbaugh decides, you know what? We have Chris Evans back. We have this Blake Corum that we really like. Let's just rotate and give like four running backs three carries a game. That'd be a great idea. Um, and then throw it around. So Zach's like, man, the hell with this. I'm out. And tr- he's from California. He goes back to yeah. Southern Cal and goes to UCLA. But, man, just, I just that one just registered to me because I'm like, <laughs> I knew that he transferred. I just didn't really know where he landed. Yeah. I mean, they, that's, what the, that's what happens there. Like, you know. I don't know. I can't make sense of it. There's a Michigan guy on the list. It's Cornelius Johnson, the wide receiver on a Michigan on the list. I saw Michigan got they got, got a commitment yesterday. Didn't they get the transfer kid from Jackson State? Yes. Did he end up at Michigan, the receiver? He did. Yep. End up there too. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. He probably looked at Cornelius their realm, looked Johnson. at our realm, and said, "Man, well, I, I do want to transfer and play." <laughs> you know what I mean? I'd like to uh, play. I mean, I would like to get, get on the one field. of these. Um, do you remember Kenneth Walker at Michigan State? I don't. What, where was he? Was at? Was he at Wake? Where was he at? So the kid, he's number the kid fifteen the on this list. The the running back out of Michigan State. Um, that that he's ready for a breakout. And then he had a, a Penn State defensive player as well, Arnold Ebekite. Yeah, Kenneth Walker was at Wake Forest okay. the last two years, and so he okay. ran for eleven hundred yards in the first two seasons there. Maybe they're just assuming. He's going to be the guy at a place that desperately needs some production at running back. I don't know, but like if I'm yeah. making a list of breakouts, I'm putting like JJ McCarthy, Michigan. Why five star at Michigan Harbaugh? He better break out. That's it. Boom. That's the list. That's yeah, the description. I don't really need anything else yeah. for you. Like he's the position. Yeah. Not a yeah. wideout, but anyway. Yeah. I'm not, not like Bruce, but and it's of course these lists. You're never going to agree with them 100. percent But um, interesting. I think what he's probably trying to do is find kids who improved. From year from last year to this year, the, fa- the when I saw Campbell was number one, I thought, boy, what did I miss? And it turns out when you went when you read it and you see how many how few snaps he plays, you go, well, that's right. why. Right. Um, I was going to be interesting. I yeah, was going to be interesting this year. Yeah, they are. They really will be. It's going to be really fascinating out west. Um, always fascinating. We get a chance to talk with yes. the great Dom Tiberi. Little Tuesdays with Tiberi coming up next. Bishman Laurinaitis right here on the fan. The biggest guess, earth-shattering opinions, and Maddie making Anthony do push-ups during commercial breaks. I can't feel my legs. My bad, bro. Rockman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to 3. The Fan. Two men complaining about first world problems. You're not getting the point, kid. This, this is Bishop and Laurinaitis. And we do it every Tuesday, a visit with our good buddy Dom Tiberi. Little Tuesdays with Tiberi here 
on Bitchman Lore and I just on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Tommy, good talking to you as always, my friend. Let me hit you with this one out of left field, uh, and I see you posted a pretty big thing this morning. We'll get to that in a second. Um, if you could, re- we're doing the uh, 20 most interesting programs in college football leading into 2021, and one of the things that we do on this is um, if you if you've been would you recommend going? So in other words, if you were a Buckeye fan or college football fan, would you recommend going to one of these places? And so that is the preamble to ask you this. If you were to give Buckeye fans advice on a place to go watch a Buckeye game on the road and take it all into consideration, little trip, maybe other sites to see, places to eat, what would be your number one draft pick? Well, in the Big Ten, it would be Wisconsin. Yeah. I, I love Wisconsin. I mean, it's it's a it's a college town right around that stadium. You know, Bo and I. I know you've been there. It is amazing. Yeah. The food is amazing. You see grown men walking around with uh, dead badgers on their heads. I mean, grown men with 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 these badger furs on their head, James. I'm telling you, <laughs> but it, it is great, and it, it's just a jump around. It's a lot to take in, but the food up there is very, very good. I mean, uh, if you like fish, they they're they're big into the fish. You know, um, it, uh, it 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 remind. Remember when we went to Milwaukee? Remember that, Bo? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Remember remember how much fun we had. That's to to me. Matt Madison is much like that. It's great. Outside, I'll tell you, uh, outside of the Big Ten, two places I've been that were just crazy, Death Valley, LSU, um, and then uh, the the other is Washington out uh, in, in, uh, in Seattle. It, amazing places. I feel Gosh, like you would thrive in Baton Rouge with the Cajuns. Like I feel well, like you would really, you and them would see eye to eye in a lot of things. Not too much, but it's just kind of neat, you know? No, I've been around you, and you flourish in New Orleans. Like, you flourish in the South. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. They love you. We, you know, it's it's we, we but you, you and I have a lot in common. We, we like <laughs> being with the people. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I like rubbing elbows with the people. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, I'm wondering. Uh, I, I have not heard your take on the – proposed 12-team expansion, and I wanted to run a few things by you. A lot of people Nuts. talking about, you know what, the SEC will always get three teams in. I, yeah. How are we going to live? Little do they know that in the last seven years, the Big Ten would have had 20 teams in, the SEC would have had 19, and right. in 2016, the Big Ten would have had four, would have had four teams in. So... I know it's not it's not going to be normal, but and a lot of people are worried about the SEC. But by the numbers, the Big Ten would benefit greatly from this. So just what's your overall thoughts on that? When I saw those numbers, I was shocked. By the way, um, sixteen is the year where we got into the playoff, but Penn State won the conference, and so technically, Penn State would have gotten a first round bye, and then we would have had to host. I think Central Michigan and the Boat Rowers. PJ Fleck was there, or was it Western Michigan? I don't remember, but you get the point. But just what's your overall reaction? to uh, the 12th team and then then the stats as I dropped them on you. I'm not a big fa- fan of it. Um, you know, I- I'll be I'll be honest with you guys. I-, I liked it when it was a simpler time for college football. I loved it when it was uh, truly, I think, amateur sport. 
And, you know, I didn't mind it when there was no playoff, when, you know, you, you had to vote and, you know, there was the debate and everything. I mean, that was unique. To, I mean, let's just call it what it is. Let's have a super conference. And uh, you're basically now the, the minor league for the National Football League. It's always been that, but that's where that's what that's what's going. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it all is going to be on the backs of the kids. And, uh, you know, James, you played the, the, the college football. I mean, you're not playing as many games as they do in the NFL, but you're going to add more and wear and tear on the kids. And for why? I mean, it's, uh, you know, and what's it going to do to the bowl system? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, and right now there's too many bowl games anyways. Well, it's, it's over. Right is what it is. I mean, the bulls. If you're not involved in this, you're and they're headed that way anyway, Dom. And 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 so we know that. And yeah, it does seem like the turn. I mean, we are we've all. It's always been something that's been there under this under the surface a little bit, right, Dommy? In terms of you know that this was it was amateurism, but sort right. of, and it was you know, and and now it just seems like we're all out in the open. You're going to have this 12 team playoff that's going to happen. I'm sure by 2023 because we get got to make up a lot of money, um, and you're going to have free transfer. So. This is going to be the Wild West, let alone name, image, and likeness. I mean, the college yeah. football, it's amazing what's happened in 25 years, my friend. Well, and, and and it is, and I just, I don't personally like where it's going. Um, I do, I do think, and I'm, I'm an advocate for the players. I think the players should get anything and everything they can, uh, but, you know, I, I just, I don't like where it's heading. I really don't. Dom, I'm 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 just wondering how will it change? Like Bone, I've discussed, or how do you think it would change your perspective on Harbaugh or on Paul Christ on these coaches? It has to add a little layer of security there because if you're Wisconsin, it's, it's here's I think the one thing that I don't like about it. Selfishly, I'm I'm just I'm a college football junkie, so the idea of us hosting like Florida some year or even like Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would love to see you that. You know, you love that in December, yeah. right? You got But the thing I don't like though, it, and this wasn't even brought to my attention until we had uh, Heath on yesterday from South Carolina talking about Clemson, and he said South Carolina is not going to win the SEC. Never have. But guess what? Now all of a sudden they can say, you know what? We don't have to win the conference. We can get in the playoff. We can get in. We have a team, and then we'll see what happens in the tournament. And I was like, you know what? That'd be Wisconsin. Wisconsin can now sit here and say, you know what, we don't have to beat Ohio State in order to get to the playoff, and then we'll host maybe a team from the South some year. Some teams will at times will have to travel. It just it opens up a whole new Pandora's box here. I guess that's probably the only thing that I don't like about it is teams saying, you know what, the heck with the conference title. We don't need it. Well, why don't we just make it like the NCAA basketball tournament? Let six. Heck, why don't we just say every D one school is going to get? No, in. we can't do that, so, Dami. Yeah, yeah. And the whole season, and the whole season is nothing but pointing to this. You know, it, it's the playoffs start from week one. I don't know, James. It's I, 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 I agree with you. I, I think we're going down a, a, a very interesting path when it comes to uh, amateur and college athletics. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, it is. Um, all right, you had. I saw you post this. You did. You're doing uh, ten quick questions with with, and you got Urban today. Yeah. How was that? How's it good seeing yeah. him? What did you yeah, learn? If, if, yeah, if you go to ten tv dot com slash watch, 
Uh, it's 10. Well, it, actually, he wouldn't answer a couple, so I added a couple more. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's 10 plus with Urban Meyer, rapid fire. And uh, it, it was pretty interesting. Uh, it's all leading up to Thursday night at 11. I got, I was able to secure uh, kind of an exclusive interview with him. He sat down and we did uh, uh, a pretty candid interview and we got into the, you know, we talked about, you know, James and, and Bo, this guy is not a good loser. I mean, he is, he and Woody Hayes may be the two worst losers I've ever met. Just hate it. And, you know, he's going to a league. Now he's taking over a team that was one in 15. And I asked him, I said, how are you going to handle that? And it was pretty interesting, his response. I, I asked him about his health, and he, it was, he was candid about that. And then, you know, I even, I even asked, you know, I, I asked him about goals and, and what he has set down there. And he said the, the only goals that he set is that he wants it, – it's two things, maximize his team and and power of the unit that's it he said that's the only thing we're worried about right now he said if we can do that we're going to win a bunch of games if we if did we you ask don't him about we're going to lose yeah if you ask him about harbaugh stealing his idea no more red gatorade or red shoes or red anything in the facility it just took him seven years to realize oh man this is a rivalry <laughs> We yeah. No, 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 I did. I did ask him in rapid fire if he would buy gas ever in Ann Arbor or in Michigan. <laughs> and uh, you'll have to tune in to see his response. <laughs> I also asked him uh, best state, Ohio or Florida. You'll have, you'll, you'll have to see. Ooh. Yeah. But he was, it is. it's pretty good. Yeah. Go to, go to 10 TV.com slash watch and you'll be able to see it. But yeah, he was pretty, I asked him about the Super Bowl guys and, uh, his answer was, was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, but you know, I, I will tell you this and I, I don't know how you, you played in the link, James. Um, I think this guy has been successful at every stop he's ever had. And I think he will be successful at the next level. I really do, um, because well, Dom, no how do you define gonna, it no though? How do you define it? Because for him, success is winning the national championship, or you're eating pizza on a golf cart, right? So, right. how do you define success, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, first, first of all, if he can go two and fifteen, two and fourteen next year, there's improvement. I mean, you know. That's going to be success. Um, right. but be two and fifteen, I, I, though, Dommy. Get your yeah. ma- you got to get the math right. The seventeenth yeah, game. Yeah. yeah, let's 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 call it like it is. For Urban Meyer, he won't he won't come out and say it, but for him, he knows success is going to be winning a Super Bowl. And 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 yeah. in that answer, when I asked him, he said, "You know, I dreamed about winning a national championship at Florida and at Ohio State." And he said, and of course, I dream about bringing that home to Florida. Yeah, I want to bring home. I want them to experience that. But I mean, this is a major overhaul he's doing. Uh, and you're talking about a team that has been in the uh, cellar for a long, long time. Let's put it this way. If he can turn this team around, I mean, uh, that that's going to be amazing. Well, he's got a good setup to do it. I mean, they had a lot of cap space. They got a transcendent quarterback at the first round, so they've got a chance to do it. Uh, great talking to you. He's always my friend. We look forward to that interview with Urban later in the week on Channel 10. Thanks for your time, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. See you, guys. All right. That's our, uh, I'm going to tell you, it, they ought to auction off like a road trip. with. Do- There's nothing more fun than going to an opposing team's tailgate with that guy. Oh, I bet.
It's pure joy. It's absolutely auction pure it off. Joy. Maybe they should do it at the cruise. Yeah, that auction would, off that would the be, cruise this weekend. It's an incredible experience. To the walk Buckeye around. cruise on land. I think Bobby leaves. Oh yeah, listen to that this morning. That he leaves tomorrow. He's taking maybe? off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, three things on a Tuesday. Up next, Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. You're home for the Buckeyes, Blue Jackets, and crew, and our sincere apologies for common men singing Creed songs. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. A linebacker and a man of leisure. This doesn't even make sense. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. And time for three things on a Tuesday. Hit a chopper. One. Two, one, two, three things with Bishop and Laurenitis. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. All right, number one for me. Um, I don't I don't let the little dudes practice baseball. So this didn't come without warning. It didn't come without warning. I, I did tell the coaches of seven-year-old Beamsy and five-year-old Bootsy that we will not be going to, to practices. Um, this isn't a thing about about ego. It's not a thing about thinking they're too good for it. It's it's none of that. It's just a matter of if we're playing three games a week, that's enough. It's enough. That's enough at this yeah. age. Yeah. So last night I got an email. Hey, you know, it's is is Parker going to be at practice? No. Uh. Uh-uh. No. He's not. Nope. Nope. We're good. No. We'll see yeah. you Wednesday at the game. Yeah. That's where see, we're at. I, I thought I told Don't you. Don't take it personal. Yeah. When I said we wouldn't be coming, I, I meant it. It wasn't yep. like a, you know, yep. ha-ha, I'm just kidding. We'll be there. No, yep. no, we won't. Um, my first thing, boy, <laughs> going through security in Columbus, heading to Atlanta, um, I turn around as we, you know, disassemble the stroller, take the car seat out of it, the whole deal, right? You know, I travel with the baby, carry the baby through. Mm-hmm. And I turn around and I see a woman carrying two small dogs one in each arm through and I just thought gosh you couldn't have kept them home you just couldn't have just what it means so the dogs were going to be like in the main thing in the main thing we're out of control with these things man one in each arm two footballs just carrying you through and you could just see the eye roll on the TSA agent Um, good lord I was just like oh yeah look at I said to Shelly she's got her two kids and then Shelly gives me that evil stare of like, if you're a dog parent, you are not a parent. It's not the same as a human parent. No. Not. I don't know. They let JLo take me on the airplane, so I think it's fine. <laughs> my first thing, so I'm going to go over the three things I won't miss about living in my apartment. We take there possession we of the house today. We're going over this afternoon. We got the keys. And we're we're going to go into our own house for the first time as it being ours. But things I won't miss, shared walls. Hearing the neighbors talk, you can hear their water running sometimes, like all that kind of stuff. You can hear their dog barking. I don't want any of that. But also knowing that when you can hear them, that means they can hear me. I'm not a quiet person, so it'll be nice to know that there's some buffer zone between me and neighbors now. (laughs) Number two for me, I give the landscaper guys a a hard time because it's taken a little longer than than we anticipated, but I will acknowledge this. They are putting together what amounts to a giant jigsaw puzzle of natural stone. And when you go out there over the course of, I, I think of where they were this morning and where they are now, and you go down there, you go, my God, how did they do that? There's an artistry to it. I mean, they're killing it. They're absolutely killing it. And it's, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like, they're cutting this stone and they're making it all, it's... Yeah. It's an incredible gift. Yeah. And something it's, I will never try. 
No, it's fascinating. You got to know your. I can know my limitations. Yeah. But I can also just admire other people's like stonework is incredible. It's incredible yeah. to see what it's they can incredible. do. Anyway, landscaping in general, I just get like, how'd you turn this blank slate into this multi-tiered? This is crazy. Um, and then you get the bill, and you're like, oh, now, now I understand. Oh, I, I see. That. Now I <laughs> get it. That's how they did. That. Um, my second nice. thing uh, is is one of two pet peeves when traveling. I cannot stand the person, and this guy was a prototype heavy set gentleman from the south with a mm-hmm. deep southern accent. But no, sir, you have not been to the resort in 18 months. Everybody does not remember you, okay? You're not that important. <laughs> Everyone does not. I mean, we're sitting there at lunch, and this guy, hey, hi there, remember me? And she, the lady, I think I was laughing hysterically. She goes, no, no, I don't. And you could just tell he was crushed. They don't remember you. Move yeah. along. It's been a while. Second thing I won't miss about apartment living, there's no outdoor space to personalize and enjoy. I can deal with the sides of the apartment. You make your way around that, uh, but... Just like a small concrete slab for the patio. Our previous apartment was upper upper floor, so just a little balcony. There's just nothing you can work with. Now we have the dog, and now we're going to have the backyard to, to suit her. So looking forward to that. You will enjoy that a great deal. Finally, Bootsy's involved in Safety Town this week, which is a little community here. They they put all this stuff together, and um, you know you have here's you know, what's your mom's number. Here's how, not don't talk to strangers. All in advance of kindergarten next year, and it, it didn't go particularly well uh, for him. You know they bring police officers and firefighters, all of this. So yesterday at dinner, uh, in between me trying to make him eat a steak, he goes, "I hate Safety Town, and I'm not going to go anymore." Which led to uh, a, a long conversation upstairs. I'm not going to go anymore. It led to a long conversation of you. You know, you, you don't have these choices, and you're making bad choices. And what his move is is he talks tough, but then his move is once he is found out and uh, the punishment begins, his move is a sobbing kind of pull in for the hug. Yeah, of course. Like he goes for the hug as he's in the middle of the trouble. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to like? He's my last dude. Like I'm gonna. Am I not going to hug him? Like I don't have any more little guys. Yeah. So, yeah. but that so that that's that was the move. That's his new move. Last night when he's in the midst of the trouble, I hate Safety Town, and I'm not going to go anymore. Yeah, crying, crying will really soften your defenses as a parent. Um, yeah, you know, like so, last night going up the stairs. London is four steps up, and I go, "Hey, come back down here and grab your stuffed animal, your build a bear. I'm not bringing it up. I'm carrying Hayden." And then we get in bed, and she's crying. That was mean, telling me to go back down the stairs. I was already halfway up. I'm like, you were four stairs ahead of it. What would have been mean, London, is if I grabbed said bear and threw it in the trash. That would have been mean. <laughs> and then it's a whole other thing of tears. Like, we were going to throw it in the trash. I didn't say I was going to throw it in the trash. I said, that would have... Never mind. Let's go to bed. You're tired. Um, my third thing, cannot stand rude people at resorts. Cannot stand it. This family, my goodness... For one, you're still calling your mom and dad mommy and daddy and rubbing his shoulders. Woman, you're you're 58 years old. Your grand your parents are 70. Just calm it down. And don't raise your fork at the waiters and say we need more food because your son ate his hamburger fast. Like it wasn't even like, excuse me, miss. Can I? It was fork in the air. Oh, we need no. more food out loud. I wanted to get up, take her chair, pull her out from under it, crow hop said chair onto the beach, and said you need another chair. Go get it. Be respectful. Anyway. Last one for me real quick. Won't miss the parking situation. I've talked about it before. We don't have assigned parking spots, but there's definitely a spot that's my spot. And you've never seen a blow up than me pulling through the parking lot and seeing somebody else in there. Now I got my own driveway. There's never going to be anybody else parked there. And if they are, I should know who they are and I can tell them to leave. It's my parking spot. <laughs> that, that You'll enjoy that a great deal. We're back tomorrow for more fun. Rothman and Ice up next. Bishop and Lord Itis right here on The Fan.